to you. Welcome into today's programme. We're with you, coming to you live from Head for today. We have a cracking programme. We're going to have some great fun here, some music, uh, meeting some of the interesting people, indeed, uh, that are that make uh, Head for what it is. And uh, we're joined by PJ Walsh, Carmelo Malley, Tom Joyce, and uh, many others on today's programme. We've got our love competition today, and there's a lot of love, so there is here in the uh, Headford area as well. And also today we've got the City Tribune headlines with Dave O'Connell just coming up to uh, the 10 o'clock news. Do stay with us. All the comment lines are open if you want to get through to us on 086 3833 And you can just simply call us on 091 77. Good morning to you. Very good morning to you live from Headford. We're coming to you uh, from Headford today, right through until 12 mid. And we have some wonderful people to talk to. I'm going to start indeed by talking to PJ Walsh, Carmel O'Malley, and Tom uh, Joyce. And we're going to uh, start with you, PJ. Uh, good morning to you. How are you today? Good, good, very good. Come here to me. We have to, we have a confession to make, don't we, PJ? Do we? You're familiar to this hall, aren't you, PJ? Oh, yeah. I can't let that out, Keith. Can you know, I'll be put away. Okay, we'll, we'll finish the programme with it then. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're a Clarendon man. You're involved in everything here. And you're great at applying for grants and otherwise. But uh, Hedford is alive and well. It is. It's, it's very well. This morning it was extremely uh, unwell, though. The traffic is unreal. I dropped my um, wife up to Curndulla Primary School. And uh, on the way in, I had to stop at Joyce's Hardware uh, with the line of traffic coming into Hedford. It's just amazing. COVID's uh, gone, seemingly. Yeah, I couldn't believe the traffic going into Galway from Hedford this yeah. morning. It was all the way to Clambu, but we'll talk about that Correct. Uh, later on as well. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's the bad part. There's good parts as well. But there's great, there's great energy in Hedford this morning. Yeah, it's, uh, it's buzzing. The school is a huge buzz. Uh, it just brings an enormous amount of people uh, at focus at this time of the morning. It'll die down now for a, a bit and then get come awake again later on. And come here, you're married to a yard bomber. Will you please tell me what is a yard bomber? Did you just say yard? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm. Yarn. <laughs> okay, Keith. <laughs> but she, she's a bit of a yard bomber with the yarn bomber. Uh, yeah, she's oh. from Mayo too, but you can't help it. Um, yarn. Yeah. Yarn is huge here. Yarn, yeah. They, they, they're a great group, uh, along with the lace makers. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's just brilliant what they get up to. They made two amazing, three actually, three amazing Christmas trees uh, from basically crocheted pieces they were all gorgeous. knitted together. They were it was unreal. Uh, Works gorgeous, of art. Yeah. Works of art. So uh, one up in the, the tavern and two in the, in the town itself. Um, it's great. It keeps them busy too. And when they say that you're involved in everything, do you just love everything Hedford? Ah, yeah. I'm mainly involved in the soccer club, Mine Villa. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I'm involved with the Smart Villages project now as well. Um, so um, I think it's, it's worthwhile giving back because mm. it's, a, it's a town that's given to me hugely in lots of ways. Um, we spoke about where we are here in this beautiful hall. Um, and again, this hall has been in use for a long time. Oh yeah, long, long time. I used to run discos here in the 70s. Um, it was great crack. Um, I know he's dead now, but Father Clark used to come around with his ever-ready red lamp just to make sure the girls were all suitably attired and the boys were behaving themselves. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was really, really good. Did, did he come into the hall? Here? Oh, he did, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, he had to maintain standards, like, you know. Uh, that was important at that stage. And was it the red ever-ready one? Which was the red, the important red one, yeah. yeah. The battery lasted a long time because he, he probably used it a lot. So. <laughs> 
And what else did he use it for, do you think, Tom? I have no idea. Uh, Probably in the winter nights, just uh, making sure just everybody just was okay in the church. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stay with me and don't go, because uh, yeah. I want to go to Carmel O'Malley. And uh, Carmel is known for her cycling and singing. But your son, Kevin, started uh, the War of the Buttons. Tell me a little bit about the War of the Buttons, please. Um... Yeah, he was he was uh, picked from Claren. He was he was going to Claren School at the time, and um, this audition came up, and uh, he got the part, and uh, he went to um, Skibbereen to film the. The War, War of the Buttons, buttons yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, there, but there's um, the stars in your family because you have a brother in, in TV as well, haven't you? I have, yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you'd be used to all this paraphernalia here today, <laughs> oh, wouldn't no, you? No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, you would, of course. <laughs> no. And, and again, where is your son in relation to the War of the Buttons? Did he stay with the acting side of things? No, he didn't actually, no, no, no. He just, it was just a once-off. Now, he did get an offer uh, a year or two after that, but um, he, didn't, he didn't take up on it. But he has his own. He has his own truck business now. So good on him. Yeah. yeah. Good on him. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. age is he now? He's just over forty. Is he forty? Yeah. 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 But he had, they had a okay. great time. They had a great time in. in How could you have a son forty? <laughs> Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. How could you have a son That's 40? That's a great compliment. It is a great, isn't it though? <laughs> PJ, she's a son forty. Unreal. I can't believe it. It's unreal. How'd you manage that? <laughs> Let's not go there yet. Pity cycling. <laughs> She's at one of the discos. <laughs> Listen to me, though. You do like cycling, don't you? And you like singing. But I asked you before we started this morning, do you, do you sing while you cycle or cycle while you sing? Of course, of course. Yeah, you so do That's what it's all about. Yeah. Bit of crack. What do you sing then? Do you just... Oh, I have a few. <laughs> I have a few ones that I normally just... Uh, would you class yourself as a professional singer then? Oh, not you? really. No, not really. <laughs> Could you give me? Could you give me one? But give us a, a note oh, there at this hour of the morning. <laughs> oh, stop, Keith! Don't do this to me. Well, I'm going. To, I'm going to, before he leaves, I'm throwing him under the bus. So oh, yeah. Keith has been thrown under the bus. Stay with me, Tom Joyce. Morning to you. You'd know all morning, about Keith. music. Lovely to see you again. You'd know all about music. Is she a good singer, Carmel? Or have you heard her singing? You uh, said you know a lot about her. Of course, I, I've heard Carmel. I've heard her sing for years. Mm. Yeah, even though she looks a lot younger than me and all that now, but she was only that height when I first heard her. Yeah. Um, we sing in the choir together, in the church choir together. Good on you. And we've been doing that. I've been doing that for over fifty years. Wow. And we we lost our oldest uh, long-standing member of the choir just a month ago, actually. Uh. Yeah, that was Mary Joyce Lord from across so. the square here. Wow, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mary, Mary left us there a few weeks ago. Um, but the legacy but, continues. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, her legacy will always continue. She was just, she was a strong person in the choir. She wasn't overly forceful about anything, but she was a strong person in the backseat way. But listen to me, I mean, music is in your blood, so, so it is. I mean, and the family's blood as well. Uh, we've been dabbling in it for a long time, yes. I know dabbling. There's dabbling and dabbling. Yeah. <laughs> I could be dabbling, but I can't sing. But you're very professional. And you, you've had great success. Well, yeah. And Don't be so The much. family have had more success than I've had. I've been involved in music all my life. I yeah. loved music. That's the reason why I was involved in it. And uh, I finally reached the pinnacle of my career on the 9th of December. 
by playing support for the saw doctors in the Barrowlands in Glasgow. Get away. That's a fact. Congratulations. Well, that I'm, was some experience. That was a huge experience. An absolutely huge experience. And would you have been a Docs fan all the way through? You would. Ah, well, I, we, we've known We grew up together. Did you? The Doc's much younger than I, but we've always known each other in music. Yeah. And you know, all of the music family around the area, we've, we've all known each other and kept in touch. I started, when I started going to the college here, uh, we had Sister Benignus, God bless her, she used to try to teach us to sing. And God love her, she had a hard job. And I suppose, considering the material available, she didn't do too bad. No, she didn't. But we had not much uh, instrumental music at that time yeah. but there was one bright shining star in the school in instrumental music and that was Matt Cunningham oh wow and we all aspired to what Matt was able to do yeah uh, but it took us about 40 years to find out about it <laughs> <laughs> and uh, God bless him he's still doing it and still doing it as well and better than ever he's coming into us now I say he's he's gone he's, he's, uh, I don't know what he's bringing with him um, Matt has come in, is he? But Matt is an old hand at this. Bring, anyway. yeah, I think he's bringing the tin whistle. If, if I'm good at <coughs> reading sign language, he's bringing the tin whistle. Yeah, uh, with yeah. him today. I worked with Matt nearly forty years ago in the Great Southern Hotel. More than forty years ago. There you go. The Great Southern Hotel. There you go. But isn't it amazing though that the docks have permeated nearly every family in the west of Ireland, but um, in a lovely, positive way. They have, but they they have. People have come to respect them an awful lot more now because they write about where they live and about their lives mm. and what they've experienced up to now and what they're still experiencing. Mm. And they've written about that and made the songs so popular over the years, travelled the world with them and made a great living on it and are still doing it. I mean, I was on the 9th of December in the Barrowlands that night. I thought the roof was going to come in. Really? I, I've never experienced anything like it in my life. Well, isn't it a great experience to have experience? Well, it was absolutely mind-blowing now. Isn't it? I, I couldn't get over it. You know, and I'm just privileged to have been there. Yeah. Stay with me. I want to come back to you, Carmel, because you and I were talking earlier on that uh, we mentioned when talking to PJ about the traffic, and that, that is an issue. Um, a creche as well is an issue that you want to have a, a conversation about. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, there a couple of days ago, and she was just telling me about the creche facilities uh, they're in dire dire needs of another creche in Hetford mm. because there's uh, a growing population a growing population and uh, people can't go working because they have you know they have no facilities for their children you know mm. for for childcare so it's really dire dire states and, and, and I mean could the community I know you've a very strong community could, could the community come together and, and try and put together a crash for the community or is it to be another commercial crash I would say probably it would have to be another commercial crash I would say I, I don't know I wouldn't know much about that part okay. of it but probably yeah probably if, if, if the community could, could get together and put on you know yeah. Organise something. So, so that's something that comes out of maybe today. Spread the word yeah, that there exactly. needs to be a meeting about getting yes. another crash. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah for yeah, here. Yeah. And if it's a commercial one, you want 51% of it, and for the, the operator can have 49%. Well, that's that's right, correct, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you, you just you want another another crisis. Oh, definitely yes. Needed yeah, yeah. In here. There seems to be between the, the three of you seem to know each other very well. You must go oh, back do, a long yes. way. Do you? Go back a long way. Yes. So yeah. you'd have stories. You'd have stories and fun and crack. And oh all. yes, yes. Well, I I had my own business here in Hedford um, over nearly fifty years ago now since I left Hedford for hairdressing business. Wow. So I would have known all these guys. I actually cut his, his hair when he was a small head. Did you? Did, <laughs> did you? Did you? She got out of them because we have no more hair. That's it. <laughs> there, there, That's it. There, there was no profitability because the no, boys, no, they were no. losing their hair from there. Exactly. Yeah, and I know that our own Ronan Lardner was here for a while as well. That's right, yeah, he was. Yeah, and sure, we can't forget uh, the wonderful Tom Gurridge that worked with us for years That's as right, well. That's right, yeah. yeah. Another, another legend. We've lost a lot Absolutely. of legends. Yeah. Haven't yeah. we lost a lot of legends? Really? We have, we have. Yeah. yeah. Tom was... He was one of the anchor people in football, in Gaelic football in Hedford, when, when there was virtually no club in Hedford. And mm-hmm. Tom, and Tom Fitzgerald, and John Divoli. Probably the main reason why we have a football club today. Because wow. we didn't have then. Yeah. And they kept the thing together when, when there was nobody else interested. Yeah. My God, my God. Yeah. And it was under their, under their guidance and, and, their, and uh, some of it... Uh, Fairly strong guidance, I'd say. Well, I started to play football. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Tom was strong. Tom Gertie was a strong man. Oh, and he was. And yes. he, he knew what right was, and yeah. right was right. And that was strong, it. both physically and mentally. And mentally, yeah. yeah, yeah. He really, he really yeah. was. Yeah, he put an awful lot into the club here. Carmel, just coming, I'm coming back the way from um, from Tom's side, but I'm coming back to you now again. Uh, a crash. What else would you like to see in um, Hedford? Well, we, we started up um, a cycling club. Um, it's just started up two weeks ago, a women's cycling club. Good idea. And it'd be nice if we could get the lads, um, get their club set up as well. Okay. But, um, Who can set the boys' club up? You know, pick which you want. If you want Tom, Tom I'd say the slide here, maybe. PJ. PJ any of them, you. really, no, any of them. Okay, so PJ, you're <laughs> starting, you're, whether you like it or not, you're starting up a cycling club in Hedford. Yeah, I don't know, between Tom's hips and my knees, would we be able for it? Would we? <laughs> oh, the cycling is brilliant for the knees. <laughs> Uh, yeah, how, yeah. how do you know about Tom's hips? I know you know about your own knees. I've seen him move. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd say now if a fellow was in the Angler's Rest or somewhere, would you have a night having a few tipples? There'd be some cracks, or there would. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> there really would be. Listen, uh, well done, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, are you sure now, Peter? You don't want to come clean about the torch. Mm-hmm. The torch? Uh, uh, no, it isn't the torch at all. No. The the uh, the history of this place that we're in is is amazing. We uh, as young fellas used to break in and play indoor soccer a long, long time ago. I didn't and think you were going to say that. Ah, yeah, have to. I just have to let it out. <laughs> That's uh, you know where all the soccer came from, and um, we'd have a lookout up in one of the windows to make sure Father Clark was kept at bay. So how would you break in? Then would you just come into? You would. the windows would be in? half left open? Yeah, you so get you, in a window. You see. And, uh, would you turn on the lights? Oh no! Jesus, the lights would be spotted. It was during the day. Oh, during the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd, you'd, you'd come in through the windows? Yeah, yeah. I were only young fellas and very innocent at the time. Broke nothing. But you, and I look at it, was, it was innocent, but it wasn't a great... Pure innocent. To somewhere. Isn't it a great memory to have, though? It's massive. Massive. Sorry, massive. what? The guards to your corner outside, they want to talk to <laughs> <laughs> Breaking and entering. <laughs> it's a felony, so it is. You could get done for it. 
Uh, PJ, thanks for joining us. Carmel, thank you for joining us. And uh, Tom, thanks for joining. Keep up the good work, lads. That's all I'll ask you to do. Sure thanks for And keep up the fun. Yeah, yeah. I could talk to you until 12 o'clock, but your man here won't let me. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, thanks for joining us, um, the three of you today. And we have loads of other guests to come here. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a short commercial break here, but uh, you can continue to join us. If you want to text us, you can do so as well. Uh, to 086 33 With thanks to the team in Rationale Windows. And a very good morning to you. Quick commercial break back just after these. Galway Tolls, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Now, a very good morning to you. We're coming to you live from uh, Headford this morning and a uh, very good morning to uh, all of you, wherever you're listening to us uh, today. Text us, please, 086 3833 Now, there's a character in front of me and on St. Patrick's Day, he was on the float and he was dressed up as uh, Donald Trump. Uh, he's still missing, he told me, just a few moments ago, uh, the blonde wig. Uh, but I'm joined by Paddy Fahey. Paddy, good morning to you. Good morning to yourself. You do look like him, I have to say. I do a blonde wig now and tall, dark and handsome. Well, Carmel can do a, get a wig for you, she said, you know, if you want to one on a permanent basis. She's oh, she a former would. hairdresser. She, she'd make a job of me, all right. She was she a would. professional chopper. <laughs> so she was. <laughs> Uh, chopper, as in hair cutter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, I thought it was your your chopper, your your Trump chopper, the my helicopter. Bicycle, my bicycle, the helicopter. Bicycle. Is it true that you cycle in and out three miles a day into town every day? Well, I wouldn't cycle in town every day, but if I had to go to town, to be shopping. Would you? I'll go Friday for rescue package and so on like that. You, you had no other way of going on to get on your. Oh, what's a rescue package? Your your, your pension. Oh, your pension. That's what you call it, the rescue... Rescue package. Well, that's, that's what I was told to call it. <laughs> and do you get the full pension now, you do? I do, I wouldn't oh, do I? Would you spend it fairly quick, like? I know, I have to mind it. I'd have to spare it. Oh, do you? Take a bit out of now and again and, and keep a, a stash hiding away for the bad weather. For the rainy day. And keep a few bags of coal at the back door. Yeah. So you can keep the stove steaming and keep the furnace going. But you wouldn't bring the cold home from here on the bike, would Oh, God, you? no. Oh, God, no, I would not. have to get that delivered in. Do you get that delivered? You do? Delivered in. But you told me, though, on a serious note, that you used to get meal in town here. I used to get pig mail there, a hundredweight of pig mail, slip it into a canvas bag, put it, put it, sit it up that way on, on the bar of the bicycle, and I'd have two inches either way for manoeuvring, so if I got, if I'd have the balance right, if I went an inch and a half, and I didn't have another half an inch for good measure, she might get, she might go into a lock on me and turn me over. And did you ever fall off with the... the no, no, I'm looking off now. No. And uh, by putting the bag, putting the bag, paper bag of meal down the canvas bag, if you ever got busted... You still had the, the road, meal? She'd be... Psh, yeah, but you still had the... Yeah, once it was in the canvas bag. Once in the canvas bag, that's yeah. keep, keep it together. Carmel's just gone off to get the wig for you now, so you're sound. She'll be back before 12 o'clock with the wig. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, she's just looking for someone who's hair to cut to make the wig for you. <laughs> and come here to me, how, how long have you been living in the area? All your life, I know. Oh, I'm last 70 years living around the are you? towns I am. And you're a character. You really are a character. Well, so they make out. Yeah. But I don't know how true that is now or false. Yeah. But you're, well, if they say you're a character, like you're, you must be a right character. <laughs> and you have a fine, beautiful head of hair. If you seen it, if you seen it fortnight ago, it was down over my ears. I wouldn't need a wig at all. Was it? It was. Yeah, I think we shared the kind of you know we've we've a nice tint tint of grey in our hair. Oh, that's 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 the beauty. Yeah, that's the beauty colour that's coming up on that now again. It is, yeah. So it, it is. just shows how active our minds are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you keep floating along. Yeah, and come here to me. Where's the bicycle today? 
Oh, the bicycle at home in the parlour. Locked up. Nobody can bring Excuse it on me. Excuse me, the yeah. parlour, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go in the front door and shove it in all the way and leave it there. All right. Listen, stay with us there, Paddy, if you don't mind, because what I want to do now is I want to go uh, to Ashley Kyo, who joins me. And you've brought loads of card, uh, card with you today, and we're looking at reimagining Hedford. So we are. That's a big project, isn't it? Um, it is. It's been going since about March of 2021 was when we first kind of had the notion. It's a project be- run between Hedford Town Team and the Irish Architecture Foundation to look at kind of solutions for our main street. And when you say reimagining Hedford, what do you want to reimagine of Hedford? The aim was really to come up with a new vision for Main Street. Main Street, there's been a lot of closures of businesses there. Um, there's a number of disused buildings that are kind of fallen into disrepair. And I suppose it's to try and create a vision for the future of Main Street. The idea is that we kind of go from vacancy to vibrancy. Yeah. Have people using the town centre in a different way. It's a good idea though, but it's, it's also a good idea to focus on it. Yeah, I think it's, it, you know... The main street, one of the key things, we did a survey as part of the Reimagine Hedford project and one of the key things that came out was um, traffic and and the need for a traffic plan. And I think that's one of the problems in itself, which is that everything that's been focused around main street recently has been on managing the traffic. We haven't had enough solutions that focus on people. So one could get lost and get stuck in traffic and not think of the bigger picture then? Yeah. And that's the problem. Ruth, I'm going to bring you in there as well because, I mean, there's a lot of work has gone in to this, so there is. Oh, yes. And um, for Reimagine Hedford, yes, we, um, in the Hedford Area District Associations, also started a travel survey um, to, to look further into the services to and from Hedford traffic management and access to cycling, um, it was really nice to hear that Patty's been cycling for so many years. Yeah. Um, younger people, less intrepid, are um, nervous about cycling. So we put out a survey that sort of um, reif- reinforces what Ashling was just saying. Um, Can I ask you, how did that survey go for you? And I mean, what what what, what did you take from that? From our survey, yeah. we took that the main finding. I I wasn't going to talk about the cycling and the traffic management plan today, but there is a there was overwhelming um, concern and demand for um, addressing those two things. But also, um, we were responding to like anecdotes of students and workers trying to commute into Hedford, yeah, into Galway, Galway from yeah. Hedford, and that being really unsustainable. There's not enough service, um, number one, frequency of service, and also provision for for the amount of people waiting for the bus. But the amount of people going into Galway, I'm like a broken record this morning, in single cars, single yes. occupancy cars, um, the amount, it was all the way up as far as Regan's in Clonboo there. Exactly. Uh, go, going in this morning. So there has to be a need for public transport. There is a need. Yeah, we, from 497 um, response, respondents, we determined that there is, I think, there is 60% of respondents are traveling in and out of Hedford and by bus. Um, no, by that's car. not by car. No, by car. I'm getting all my... That's I'm, okay. No, by um, car, 60% are going no, in. No, no, actually, that wasn't the right answer, <laughs> the right information either. But there's 60% of respondents would like to use public transport. Yeah. Um, What's the public transport like now? It is not sufficient. Okay. Still, we've received um, information 
from, I'm going to have to refer to this because of my Irish. Um, Actually, while, while, getting, while I'm waiting, yeah, while, while you're waiting. While I'm waiting for this, where can people get further details on Reimagine Hedford and how can they get involved with you on this one? Or when will you have a final outcome of it? Well, we had a final report launch in December. Um, that was kind of a full report on the survey and it gives details of our findings. Um, the key findings were about things like improving the use of buildings, less dereliction, um, more green space, more public seating, traffic and parking, um, trying to attract new businesses onto Main Street. They were kind of the mm. key findings. They're the things that the people of Hedford want and they were all in a report launched last December so we're a subgroup, well Hedford Town Team is a sort of a subgroup of Hedford and District Association okay, so if so anyone yeah. wants to get, get in touch details. Facebook yeah. I'll let you, Did you find that figure? I did, I'm sorry um, Yeah, the current response from the um, NTA Aractus liaison is that planning um, was not, I guess, adequate Mm. To, they weren't expecting this demand and that there aren't enough bus drivers at the moment and then following on from that it, getting those bus drivers is um, dependent upon funding from the department so it doesn't seem like they were ready to respond as quickly to let's say the impact of the housing crisis on students okay. etc so we need okay. to just work on it's that it's, it's a fight to be had. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us today. John Middleton joins me at the very end. Uh, were you a, a Buhul Dawn at that? Put you right down at the end on there, John, so that it all together. Listen to me. You um, were, we're looking at a number of things, John, there, but and the Meals on Wheels and the Men's Shed has been a great success, hasn't it? Most certainly. Uh, Hedford had the first Men's Shed in all of the West of Ireland and the fourth in Ireland. And when we set it up first way back in 2010, people wondered, what the hell is this, a men's shed? There's one in every village in Ireland now. There is, yeah. And it has gone from strength to strength. Incredible shed. And you've seen the effect that it has? Almost certainly. Around 2008, 2009, the country was going through a very difficult time. And in Solas, we had a lot of men coming in who were made unemployed. Mm. And you could feel... I suppose, their lack of enthusiasm, their lack of self-esteem, their lack of confidence, everything was taken away from them. Mm. And I got worried because at the same time, there were so many suicides around the area. So I heard of this idea of a men's shed. And there was a meeting to be called in December of 2009 in Tipperary. But there was a big freeze-up, so the meeting had to be cancelled until February of 2010. So I went to that meeting and when I heard about the men's shed and how successful they were in the four that were already established, I said, this is something we've got to get going. And how many members are now in the men's shed in Hedford? There's about 26. Good on you. But when we started up first, there were about four or five men, and not one from Hedford. Get away. No. The Hedford men didn't come in until about the second or third year. But now it's dominated by Hedford men. Talk to me about Meals on Wheels because you, they're created across the road from here so they are. And how many meals are you distributing? Between 45 and 50 a day. A day? A day. Wow. And we cover a catchment area of about 150 kilometres. And it all started way back in 2007 when we carried out a needs analysis of older people in our community. And the two things that came up were older people wanted a travelling shop and a Meals on Wheels. We felt we couldn't do much about a travelling shop but Meals on Wheels we decided to research and do a bit of work on. Mm. So we got funding from the Dormant and Counts to buy a van. 
and we haven't looked back. And we made contact with Frank in the Angler's Rest Hotel. He provides the food and we deliver. Wow. Wow. And we're very grateful to Gawler Road Development because they provide the drivers from the Rural Social Scheme. And so we have a different driver every day. Mm. It's a great story, John. Thanks for popping into us uh, today. If they want to get further details, though, on the men's shed or the Meals on Wheels, do they just go to the Solace office or give the Solace office a call? Do they give the Solace office a call if they want? Oh, most certainly, yeah. You can call us at 093-36446. And again, the beauty of the Meals on Wheels is that if you can tell us before 10 o'clock in the morning, we can order the meal because we always put the order into the Angler's Rest about 10 o'clock. Okay, give me the number again. 093-36446. Thanks, John, for joining us. Ignatius Egan, um, because Hedford is surrounded by water, uh, but Ignatius Egan uh, sits off to me today. Ignatius, good morning to you. Um, Hedford Angling Club, it's a, a, lovely, a lovely area to have it. Uh, good morning, Keith, and welcome to Hedford. Yeah, it is a, a, a vibrant angling club, um, we're based out of Greenfield, in, but we also have uh, other facilities around our catchment. Uh, we have a wonderful resource, which is probably not appreciated by too many people in, mm. in Loch Corrib. And, um, you know, it's so surreal to go out there and so reflective and I love enjoyable. Greenfields. I love mm. that whole Greenfields area and walking out and having a bowl of soup or something before. It's just, it's, it's very peaceful out there. Yeah, and that's just one of the, ma- many, of the, one of the many peaceful areas we have around the lake. Uh, you know, lots of them. And um, unfortunately, you know, it brings a bad vibe to the programme, but uh, we're on, we're, we have severe threats on our lake and in our lake uh, especially in relation to water quality and you know we have we have an indigenous wild brown trout are protected under the habitats directive and protected yeah. under the uh, water framework directive but uh, the authorities don't be too interested in are you talking about inland fisheries ireland uh, well no not so much the inland fisheries ireland they're doing their best given the resources they're given Mm. Uh, I'm talking about government policy because our trout have to go up Loch, the rivers and streams of Loch Horeb to spawn, to, yeah. to have their young. And if the water quality in that river or stream is not sufficient, those juvenile fish will not survive because they need good quality water. Mm. And we have been disillusioned a little bit by, you know, the downward trend in water quality, so, and so much so that we have bought our own to monitor that. Maybe that's something we should come back to. Maybe come into us some morning and talk about it because, I mean, if if it's... I think as as water quality, we have to do our best to ensure that the tributaries that are coming into it are bringing the right water into it. Ignatius, uh, thanks for popping into us uh, today. Brown trout, uh, but thank you indeed to Ashling and uh, to Ruth and to John and to Ignatius uh, joining us. A short commercial break uh, from Hedford and we're back just after these. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. A very good morning to you. Welcome back uh, to Hedford uh, today. And I'm joined by two wonderful uh, ladies. Uh, Venetia joins me and uh, Kathleen joins me. Kathleen, I'm going to go to you first, so I am. And uh, you're from Texas. You met Angus on a train in Chicago. And you're how many years in uh, Hedford? Uh, we're just kind of uh, coming up on our 30th anniversary of being together. Good on you, good on you. And you're heavily involved in the Lace Project. Yes, absolutely. I've been a member since 2019, but it was established in 2016, coming out of the Nesting Lark Festival. 
And you're wearing a lovely bit of lace there, so you're <laughs> keeping good. Yeah, but isn't it very creative? Well, it's very important historically and culturally, and it's part of heritage, uh, the heritage of, of Hedford. It's about the women's history, yeah. the lace-making industry, going back to the mid-17th century, and we've uncovered so much information. And, you know, we want to revive and reimagine, and, and we do loads of research on the project as well. Mm. And where is it now? I mean, I noticed part of 2020, and you've continued, and we saw that you were working hard for uh, Valentine's weekend and all of that, but where is that whole lace project now? Um, well, where strategy planning is next week, so we'll, you'll have to watch the space for what's coming up, but we do have lace-making classes, bobbin lace-making classes, on the 4th and 5th of March, if anyone's interested. And you can also look at our website, headfordlaceproject.ie. If they want to get further details. If you want to get further details. And anyone's welcome to come in to the classes and have a look, have a meet and greet, and see what we do. And how often, sorry, how often do you meet? Uh... We have four classes a year. Okay. And they don't go over a weekend. So oh, so every quarter, every yeah. every 13 weeks, there's yes. you have a, a, a gathering together. Will you stay with me? Venetian uh, joins me. In, uh, Venetia joins me uh, here. You're a former volunteer of the year. I am actually, yeah. yeah. I spoke to you last year, didn't That's I? That's right, she did, yeah. Good on you. Yeah. And do you love volunteering? I've I volunteered since I, since I came here 50 years ago. So I've been, I started with a women's group. Mm-hmm. and moved on then and was with Solace for a while and then we set up the um, the environment group as a subgroup of, of, of Solace wow. um, in 2010 and we've been going ever since so yeah but it's the vibrancy and both of your microphones are open it's the vibrancy of Hedford between women's group the lace group and the cycling groups and all of the others yeah. there is so much going on in Hedford there is and it's you know it's taken off in the last I would say in the last three or four years it's really taken off um, there was a wonderful event here called the, um, what was it again? the nesting lark, the nesting lark. Yeah. and I, lo- sudden, I love the name of it what and all of a sudden all these groups gelled and came together and we're all talking to each other yeah. and before that it was very much uh, groups did what they could on their own and you know but anyway isn't it kind of funny that out of the nesting lark which is where where life begins you know and hatchery that this has all come together then isn't it oh, is yeah, a kind of an yeah. irony of ironies yeah, in it yeah it is yeah isn't it really yeah. really and truly is sorry yeah so so it's alive and well and there's a, there's a yeah. lot a lot happening. I just say volunteering is hard work I mean our environment group now we, we started off with talks and walks and um, literally no money. Funding from the council has been very good, great, but it's slow and it's and you get to get people to get people interested is another thing and engaged. Yeah. But to keep them engaged is the big yeah. thing. Getting them yeah. interested and Absolutely. then they'll make big promises and then they mightn't carry them out. Yeah. And then it falls back yeah. on the likes of yourselves and a few other yeah. handful of volunteers yeah. then. We have two pro- we have two projects I suppose going on at the moment. We have the orchard the, the community orchard which is down below the old St. John the Baptist that. Church yeah, it's lovely. and that is beautiful and we maintain that and that's going to be a future future food source for, for, the, for the area yeah. and, but it's just beautiful to sit in and there's lots going on the lace makers have a garden mm, in lace there lace makers gardens down so there as well collaboration is that down there as well? then as well yeah. it is yeah, yeah. So, so you've the lace maker's garden and then you've got the orchard. Yeah. The yeah. next thing you're gonna have is a brewery down there making cider well, or something. Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> 
the other thing is the the other thing is the uh, Sandybanks walkway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's very important because that's just really taken off this year, and with the help of Andrew Reddington and the council and uh, all, the, all, the, all the workers on the sea schemes, etc., and volunteers, we've just got it's just actually happened because this was always a right of way. Sandybanks was always a right of way, mm. but it was never. It was never it was never finalised. Yeah. People, I, I remember riding down there in, in the seventies on a horse. Wow. I used to ride from one end to the other. Fahis Mill at one end, Kong Road at the other, and I used to ride that regularly. Wow. But um, anyway, it was it was it, let, it was let go. Well, it's, it's up and running now, though. It's up. It's and people are going down there on their cycles and they're walking down there with buggies and it's used to, regularly, isn't it, for Kathleen? Yeah. <sighs> Listen, guys, you could you could talk to me forever, so you could. Kathleen, keep up, keep in contact with us on the Lace Project, will you? Because it's very important, and it's the heritage that's that's here. And uh, um, Venetia, you're welcome anytime. Uh, can, I, can I just mention quickly that, that phase two of um, of this walk, which goes from from the Kong Road up to Ross Early Friary, is in the pipeline. Yes. And, but it's it's just it's all about funding and getting the money for it. But anyway, it's it's oh. on the go. All right, listen, thanks for joining us, uh, both of you uh, today, um, Venetia and indeed Kathleen. Thank uh, Kathleen McMahon, thank you for joining us today. Let's head towards the uh, 10 o'clock news and join the news team. I don't know where the first hour went to. Uh, we're back live from Hedford and love and more just after these. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Now, we have a water notice that I'll give you just in one second. Before we do, though, uh, Nelly and Katrina's home baking in Hedford. They're going to be in the market uh, tomorrow, and they've dropped in a lovely apple tart for John Morley to bring home to Mayo with him. Uh, but if you want to pop into Nelly and Katrina's home baking, they're holding a market every second Saturday in the square in Hedford, and they're there tomorrow, Saturday, with lots of homemade produce, scones, cakes, brownies, and tarts as well. So if you're in and around the area, pop in. Donald Sullivan has already tried each and every one of them and gives them... Um, the thumbs up so he does so that's Nelly and Katrina's home baking from there now an Irish water notice has just come into us uh, again they want to wish people uh, and advise residents and business in the area from Drum to my Cullen village and uh, that they'll be without water supply um, or experience reduced water pressure today Friday the 10th of February until approximately 5pm due to a burst water main in the area and again Galway County Council working in partnership with Irish Water regrets any inconvenience that may be caused so from Drum uh, pitches to my Cullen village uh, without water until 5pm today and finally uh, Presentation College Head for Appearance Association are having a table quiz uh, on the 10th of March, Friday the 10th of March, in the Angler's Rest in Hedford there. €100 Euro for the winners and... Um Again, it's sponsored by McGaz uh, Gardening Complex there. But they're doing this, and we'll be talking to them between now and the 10th of March. They're fundraising for an additional defibrillator and cardiac responder training uh, in the Hedford area. So four uh, per table, €10 per adult, €5 per student. And students are very welcome on the night in question. And further details can be had from the Presentation College, Hedford Parents Association uh, from there. Now I have three other... Uh, wonderful guest to uh, talk to me today and we're looking at the new Hedford uh, where communities have come in uh, to Hedford and I'm going to go to Juliana first who's a Brazilian who arrived into um, Ireland in 2013 and started living in Carlos Strand, she now lives in uh, Hedford. What brought you Juliana? What brought you to Ireland? My husband. (laughs) Why are the husbands always blamed for this so they are? Well um, I was living in Brazil and um, my husband is Irish, so we decided to get married, live in Ireland. So I moved to Ireland 2013. 
And was he long in Brazil? Oh, all my life. No, was he? Oh, no, no, no. Only me. Only you. Uh, I, I came here. We met uh, on internet, Facebook. Good on you. <laughs> so, um, 2012, we got engaged and then we moved to Hedgeford, 2013. And we, was he physically in Brazil when you met? Or was no, it? no. I came here to meet him. You came here to meet yeah. him? Yeah. So the love stories then began in oh, Hedford. Oh, yeah, I know. Isn't it good? Yeah. <laughs> so that's 10 years ago, so it is. Yeah. 10 but years ago. Next year's 10 years that we married. And how, how are you finding the change from the beautiful Brazilian weather to the beautiful I can't Hedford live there weather? anymore. Trust me. It's horrible. The heat is uh, unbelievable. I went back there in 2020 for my daughter's wedding. And I, I could barely do the weather. It's too hot. I'm climatized already here. You're climatized already? Yeah, no, I love, I love the just harsh weather. Just half an hour of warm weather is all I want. To warm the bones, that's all. Yeah, that's all. Can you enough, arrange yeah. it now for me? <laughs> you just to bring that yellow thing in the sky, the sun. I'll, oh, be, yeah. I'll try. I'll try yeah. my best. <laughs> Stay with me if you don't mind. Anna um, Sherrington joins me. Anna, um... You had a big decision. You, li you were living, I'll pull you in a small bit, you were living in Yorkshire. You had a big decision to make. I was living in Yorkshire, yeah. And my daughter was also living in Yorkshire. I have three grown-up children. Um, and the eldest one, she met her husband at work in Leeds. Um, but he's from Tume. And um, they were living in Yorkshire for a couple of years. They had two small children. And then they decided they were coming over to live in Ireland. And at the time, my husband was able to take early retirement. And we had a decision to make. Were we going to come with the grandchildren or were we going to stay with the grown-up children? So uh, the grandchildren and the fishing on the Corrib won out, I'm a <laughs> So here we were, so 2006, we moved here. So your husband loves fishing then? And my husband's a fisherman, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Does he go out fairly often during he does. the season? He does, he does. Does he yeah. ever bring you with him? No, because I don't want to go with him. Why? <laughs> <laughs> You're enjoying the break, are you? Well, that was a big move though, so it was. A very big move to leave the two grown-up children in. Yeah, well, they were away on their own, doing their own thing. And they're quite capable of looking after themselves. So, yeah. And grandchildren, so they're, they're part of your life then? They are. They're all grown up now. I mean, there's another one has joined the family since they lived here. So there's uh, a 15-year-old, an 18-year-old and a 20-year-old. So okay. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they've fled the nest. Yeah. Oh, no, they're living with parents in Tune. Oh, yeah, but you don't have to be babysitting them. Oh, on God, no. <laughs> Those so what days you, are gone. What you could do now is you could sell up and go back to Yorkshire so you oh, could no. start life again. No, 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 no. You, would, you wouldn't do that. Oh, absolutely What do you not. love about I'm, Hedford? I'm too involved in Hedford. Um, I belong to the women's group. And um, for my sins, I've been facilitating it since 2010. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm involved with a sewing group. Um, quilting group I play bowl, carpet bowls and you know my life is here now and you crossed the border from Mayo and this I morning. crossed the border from Mayo this morning yes so you're on you're near Shrule there so you are <laughs> we've been tracking you have you oh yeah Oh. A bit like Donald Trump now. Right, okay. A bit like Paddy earlier on. We're I'm tracking. only just across the border. Just across the border. <laughs> Stay with me. Another man who just crossed the border, Stephen McGrath, joins me. Um, Stephen, morning to you. Morning. How are you keeping? 
I'm great. You're a, you're you're a diehard Mayo man. I'm told. Oh well, as hope as I can. Yeah. So you had to wear the uniform coming in the GA uniform. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you realise there's a couple of Galway lads outside the door waiting for you? Oh, well, this is, they're always waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, so you're from Mayo and... Well, no, I was born in England, in Redden. Were you born, really? Yeah. That's a few years ago. That's a long time Don't ago, tell yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Never ask a lady your age, but don't tell a man, let yeah. a man tell you either. And when did you come to Ireland, the west of Ireland? In 94. Go. And what brought you over here? My father got rest him and my mother moved over in 94 and I came over two weeks to see them for the Christmas and the rest is history. You never went back? No. My God. And you're enjoying life here? No, it's not bad now. Yeah. When did you get involved or when did you take an interest in GA sports then? Well, my uncles played for me oh, and an uncle of mine won an all-star with me oh, and I always followed me oh, ever since and there's a good bit of history with me oh, football in the McGrath family. And did you ever give it a go? I played a small bit when I was younger, but I wasn't much cop, but... You weren't much good at it? I no? wasn't much cop, no. What does that mean? <laughs> I was no good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you were saying to me. I thought you were talking dirty to me. <laughs> didn't know what you were saying at all. Will you get that? Will you get, just figure out for that? We'll use that in the programme now. When it's no good, will you go... What is it? Cop, no? Much cop. Oh, no. Not much cop, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Did you ever... Um, and did you, did you ever take up the sport? Did you ever look at sport like that? Oh, no, I was too old to play any sport when I came here. <laughs> I sew. You sew? Yeah. That keeps you active. Did you, Anna, did you know anything about um, Gaelic Games in Brazil before you bravely came to Hedford? Well, no, actually, my daughter was coming with me um, that she heard about it um, in a, a talking with a friend. And they said, well, that's amazing. And she was very interested. Well, I never heard... I thought very interesting, very difficult because you have to bounce the ball, and uh, and then and kick, kick. It. It's, it's at the same time. Yeah, that would yeah. be. Yeah, it's very so, hard. Yeah. So during the next ad break, we're going to get you to a demonstration of how you play Gaelic football. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Keith. I told you. Okay, okay, stop, okay, stop, okay, Keith. Stop okay, that's okay. I where, will. Did, where did you get the beautiful gloves you're wearing? Oh, I need myself. I'm part of um, the Iron Bombers, so we need everything. Yeah. I yarn bomber self. The yarn bo yeah. bombers. I was calling them yard bombers earlier on, but they're yarn. Yeah. They're beautiful. Thank you. Um, they're, what they are is they're very colourful and they're crocheted. Yes, yeah, a crochet. It's a granny square and I transform in a glove. Yeah. And what do your family think in Brazil then of you being here? Do they even know where Ireland were when you were coming over here? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, we know about Ireland, about everything that people talk um, just about, about the troubles yeah. and not much about history and uh, I came here in 2012 and first time and I fell in love my husband's from Chantilly so he brought me to Cook's come here to me now hold on a second he's a townie you know that then oh he is he's <laughs> from Chantilly you're from Chantilly yeah. <laughs> get it right now do you hear me yeah. Chantilly what's, what's his name Simon, he's um, hi, hi baby, he's working, he's a um, bin man, huh? he was a bin man. A bin man? Yeah, he's... What's, what's his surname? Hart. Hart, oh one of the Hearts from Yeah, 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 say Catherine what? promotion oh, yeah. of Flattery Road, yeah, was that how you say? Flaherty's, oh, Flaherty's yeah. Road, is it, yeah. or O'Connor Road? 
Don't you confuse me now, because you're doing a very good job over there. You don't have a story like that, and and do you? I don't. No, no, not at all. So you married a man from Yorkshire, and she married a man from Shetland. Uh, he's not actually from Yorkshire. No. No. <laughs> we were both born in the south of England, but okay. we moved to Yorkshire when we got married in 1983. Good on you. So we Good lived on. there for 23 years before we moved over here. Well, in, yeah. in, enjoy. And Stephen. Um, your involvement with the crew here as 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 the new head for Domina, you involved in a lot of stuff with them. Uh, no, not really. I just the lovely people around here, and the crack is good, and yeah, you know, yeah. We, what you, what you say? Go on, Juliana. What? The crack is mighty. <laughs> <laughs> we have no reference to drugs on this program at this hour of the morning, if you don't mind. <laughs> Absolutely none. Guys, thanks for joining us uh, today. Steve McGrath, well done to you. Die-hard Mayo man. And he only came here in 94. And imagine they've been indoctrinated in that length of time. Mm. Less, than, less than 30 years they have you indoctrinated. Mm. That's, that's good work, so it is. Uh, Anna Sherrington, thank you for joining us. And Juliana, thank you for joining us. And give our regards to all in Shatla. Oh, I, yeah. I delivered buttermilk as a child in Chantal. Really? Yeah. Oh, good. Every Saturday. Not doing it tomorrow just to show off now. Okay. Every Saturday I did. Guys, thanks for joining us uh, today. Thank now, you. yet to come on the programme, we have loads more people here uh, in Hedford that are going to join us. We'll be joined by Maggie uh, McNamara, and we'll be looking and speaking with uh, John McHugh. But we also have to give you a chance um, to win because um, as you know Valentine's Day is taking place this coming Tuesday and uh, we have uh, some giveaways to give away um, but who means the world to you? your boyfriend Juliana you can put it in for your husband if you want um, your boyfriend your girlfriend your life's partner your mum your dad or whoever and uh, we want to mark Valentine's Day by giving uh, that someone important in your life a token uh, of your regard and love as well throughout Monday we'll be giving a beautiful bouquet of flowers and a menswear voucher as well but if you'd like to enter our draw you can register now and to enter straight away you can uh, just go to the WhatsApp number uh, which we'll give you in just one moment and what you need to do then is uh, put the word love in and your name and the name of the person that means the world to you and then tune into us on Monday morning and um We'll give you details of who's winning. And also, each and every one of you that enter are in for a chance to win a one-night B&B for two at Golders Hidden Gem, my current lodge in Ballinasloe. So you have to text the word LOVE straight away to 86 38 33 That's 86 38 33 Quick commercial break. We're back with some other giddy people from Hedford next. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Now we're going to have a look at the history of Hedford and we'll be looking at a number of issues here. Uh, I'm joined by Margie McNamara and by John McHugh and they were both born in the area. Margie, good morning to you first off. Uh, morning, Thanks Keith. for joining us uh, today. Um, you were born, bred and reared here. Uh, you've seen a change. Yes, indeed. It's a different town now to what it was when I was a, a child. But uh, a lot of the improvements are for the better, obviously. Mm. But, uh, you know, you miss some of the things as well. But when you were a child, you wouldn't have had the traffic. You'd have, the life, life would have been simpler in and around That was Hedford. one of the things I was going to say, yeah. <coughs> and uh, in the town itself, a lot of the businesses, uh, families lived in their own premises and you had a crowd of children in every family and they could yeah. play on the street and run around and all that kind of thing yeah. pretty safely they wouldn't and, do that now no and are there any is, is there anybody living over the commercial units here now 
Well, I think there may be one or two. That's about still. it, though. That's about it, yeah. But this was that, in the past, <coughs> the heart of the village when you were growing up was those families. That's right. It was vibrant. Yeah, like John would know here that uh, like there were four or five, maybe eight kids in some families, and all close in age. So. Mm you know, they had plenty of company to play with and that kind of thing. John, you were born and reared here as well? Yeah. Roots go a long way. The roots go down a long way. They do, yeah. Um, I remember, like Marjorie was saying there, and you mentioned about the traffic. The town, in, in our time, when we were kids, we used to sit on the footpaths and take the registration of the cars that went through. Yeah. And, yeah. like, if there was any, if there was any, if there were ever any problems, if the guards came to one of the kids in those days, they had the registration of, of every car that ever passed through the town. But, and we used to play football in the square. And the people of the town used to sit out in their chairs in the summertime watching us kicking football below the square. Yeah. But all that's all changed now. But you weren't worried about getting hit by a car then? Because oh, no. there wasn't that many... Not saying that you're that old now, Jonathan, at all. <coughs> but there wasn't yeah. that many cars Thanks on the road. No, there was I, more now when... Uh, when Margie was born, but when you were born, there wasn't as many cars on the road. Actually, but there wasn't, yeah. I'm not going to give names, but Margie and I were actually the same, <laughs> same age. Yeah, but just there was only a month between you, but <laughs> there, there was more cars. <laughs> there was, it's true, there born. was a lot. Like, you could have as many cars pass through Hetford, I'd say, in the morning between half seven and nine o'clock. I was passed through Hetford in two days when we were kids. Mm. That's how oh, bad the traffic is gone. It's gone lunatic. It's yeah. one of the things that's coming out of this programme is the traffic, the traffic, the traffic it's and crazy. the need for public transport to get shunt people from here to Galway City and from here to Parkmore. Yeah, you see, you're caught... Exactly, exactly. And there's no point in putting Park and Ride, we'll say, on the Coral Line or putting Park and Ride in Clumbo or in Cordondola. No. It needs to be further out. It needs to be in places like, like Hetford. It needs to be in places like Toome. Yeah. Where the roads between those areas are actually... Like, like, for example, I can drive from Hetford to Galway in 20 minutes. That's, a, we say, to the, the traffic lights on the... On the, on the Menlo Park. The, the Menlo Park. Yeah. I, I can drive that distance in 20 minutes. From there to the Town Hall Theatre is exactly one kilometre, and it would take... 35 to 50 minutes to drive that distance, yeah. which is lunatic. It's crazy. And Marjorie McNamara, can I come back to you in relation to um, your memories? I mean, did you have the, the apostolic the processions and all of that? Were they all part of life here the, in the past? They were indeed, yes. Every Corpus Christi, mm. we had the procession and it started at the church in Hetford and it went down to the bridge at the end of the town, which was the end of the parish. And there was an old... Um, Hutchin still in the middle of the road and they used to put a big bunch of lilac into the top of it and the procession went around that. That was the, the ending. That was the, the There was no significance in the fact that it was a Pudgeen still. Get away. <laughs> and uh, then there was a, a big wooden altar and that was always set up in the square outside O'Malley's house yeah. and there'd be benediction there on the way back to the church and then... Uh, that, that was the end of it but that altar used to be kept in my father's shed and every year on the day prior to Corpus Christi, guys would come with a lorry or a tractor or something and take that away. It was a big, big thing. And dust it down and, and bring it And dust it, it down and leave it up outside O'Malley's. Yeah. And it came back then again and stayed for another yeah. while again, you know. I wonder, is there still benediction? Do you know my, my childhood memory benediction was the, the, the smell of the incense, the, um, the, the smoke, the incense and that? Yeah. That's my memory of it. I wonder, yes. is, is there still benediction? I wonder. Well, I suppose there is on occasion, but that time there used to be rosary and benediction every Sunday evening in the church. Yeah. And uh, 
Maybe I don't know what time, John, six o'clock or some time like that, maybe. Yeah. That was a kind of a thing. Another thing then in Hetford was the fair days. We had the fairs on the street and there was a fair every month on the 14th. And in September, there were two fairs. In October, there were three fairs. And because I suppose it was the time of year when stock were ready to be sold and things mm-hmm. like that. So they had a sheep, separate sheep and cattle fair in September. Now that would have been a big day now. It was, and uh, I went to the girls' primary school, and it was the convent school. And because we had the infants in that school, they weren't, uh, you know, it wasn't safe to allow them to walk up through the fair on the fair day. So we always had the fair day off. And the boys, like John, in the boys' school, were mad jealous. <laughs> we, uh, we had to go to school, whether we liked it or not. Whether you like, because he, yeah, because he weren't go, wouldn't go, go, gone through the fair. No, 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 no. He no, wouldn't no. gone through. It would be safer for us to go through the fair. Um, Again, from a historical point of view, and you, there's, a, there's a lovely book about Ross Abbey, we'll talk about that in a moment, um, but the history of St. Fursa's Hall here and the development of the hall, that's huge as well. So it, is. it is, yeah. The, the, this was actually the school originally. Was it? Yeah, but it, it burned down in the 1940s. And while they were building the new school, all the students were catered for in huts. And actually, if you take your time now when the programme's finished, have a look inside in the kitchen, there's a whole series of photographs oh. of Hetford going back the years and some of the photographs are actually of the huts and when the new school then was, was built they converted this old school into the hall that we're in now today and actually the floor of the hall here is one of the only floors I'd say in Connacht that's sprung I know yeah, if you move on one side of the floor you can actually feel it that's why people used to come used to, come, they used to love coming here to dance because you, you wouldn't get tired the floor moved with you yeah, as you were dancing. Because I was um, sitting where I'm sitting now, um, and John was down at the back of the uh, room, and he was walking towards me, and I could feel the chair. Yeah, you could feel the movement. I said, "Okay, are you getting some kind of an episode here, Finnegan, or not?" And then one of the girls came in and said, "No, no, no, it's a sprung floor. It's a sprung floor. But it's yeah, yeah. Now you're not allowed to walk between now and twelve midday. You you have to stay. You have to stay. Yes, you can't, you can't move at all because I'm going up. No, actually, um, we have. Um, there's, there's a massive theatre um, influence too in Hetford going back. Actually, there's a photograph in the, in, the, in the room there from 1915 of the cast of the, of the Collian Ball with, with the Father McEvely who directed it. My God. And we're in the process, we're setting up a committee to have the hall transferred from the diocese to a local company so that we can apply for funding to have the hall done up and um, add on extra rooms, ex- extra rooms and meeting rooms. Come here, you, you, um, you, you picked me up so you did before I came on air that I mentioned our own Tom Gertie, but Tom was a, Tom was a real uh, man for theatre, wasn't he? Oh, he was, he was. Um, the, Hetford, the original Hetford Drama Group started in 1974, and I, that was the first time then that, that I joined, fresh out of secondary school. And uh, Tommy joined in the following year in 1975. And the funny thing, every single show that we ever did, at bar one, the one that we won the All Ireland with, Dr. Fell. Tommy played my father. Get away. Yes. And Tommy's final play before he passed away was Day. And yeah. he played my father in that as well. And that was Tommy's son. That was the, I'd say, the best time that I ever saw Tommy acting on stage. Long before he ever came into the radio business, I saw him in a performance. But I think it was in the town hall. Oh, do, you, do you know what it was? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't. But I just remember, and then when he came in, and he took up the radio program on a Sunday evening. It was then when I read, or Sunday morning then it was at the time, after John Francis King, and then he moved to the evening time. Uh, but he, he was a talented person more than yourself. Oh, he was, definitely. And he was a great man for, for um, 
for getting audiences in for us. When Tommy came off stage, he took over the the production, the producing of the shows, and what he couldn't do, couldn't be done. Yeah, he was brilliant for us. Listen, John, thanks for joining us uh, today. And uh, Margie, thank you for joining us as well today. Um, have you written the history? Have you done any writing of history up here? Not really, no. Although I did write an article for a local history book for the 150th anniversary of the church uh, in Hetford in uh, 2015. I did the history of the Presentation Sisters in the yeah. town. You need, you, you need to document it all. As Actually, yeah. that, that you mentioned that, we've had... we. The Historical Society, we have meetings once a month, and generally we hope to, we'd like to get people out to, to, to give talks. Like a friend of yours was our very first guest, Donald Tahani. Oh, Donald came out Donald, and he, yeah. he, he gave a talk on the, on the, on the large houses. Yeah. We've had Pedro Dowd, we've had Christy Caniff, we've had Carol Brady down from the National Monuments in Dublin give a talk on the, on the Corrib boats, yeah. because one of the boats was found out in Anakin Bay. We've had Brenda McGowan from the Galway City Museum. And we have Brent, we had Brent Bernard O'Hara, but um, we've I've started a project where I'm taking the town of Hetford, and I'm taking it in 20-year periods, and I want to put family names in every single house the full length of the town. Okay, well there'll be lots of people to help you. And Margie, thanks for joining us, and John, thank you for joining us uh, today. Kevin Kelly, nice to talk to you again. You're the adult literacy organizer with Jury TB. And you've opened a centre in Hedford uh, during COVID, uh, but you couldn't launch it properly. But uh, where is the centre, Kevin, can I ask you? Keith, thanks for having us here today. It's great to have you in Hedford and to have so much uh, local knowledge coming out today. I'm learning a lot about the place as well. Uh, and the characters. Great characters, yeah. yeah, yeah. And hopefully we'll get to meet them over time as well. Um, so during COVID, we opened a brand new um, adult education centre in the town. So we're just over the Home Place Cafe. Most people know the Home Place Cafe. So the, the doorway is around the side and we're fully accessible. We've lifts and everything else. Um, and we're, we're kept going nice and busy at the minute. Plenty of people have found us, but we haven't been able to get out there and really promote it yet. So who would you be targeting then? Anybody from... It's okay. The Mayo side, uh, the Galway side, the Hedford side, Carla Strand. Well, I was living in Currafin for many years myself and I moved to Mayo about two years ago. So I have to let the Mayo people come across the border. They They're more than welcome. We'd be lost without them, you know. We'd yeah. Be lost. So, so our, our main target area, I suppose, anyone who wants to come to Hedford, we have other centres in Chum and Dunmore and Glenamaty. But uh, today we're talking about the one in Hedford. Um, and it's anyone who, that's their local village or their local town is welcome mm. to come into us. It's for adults that want to go back to learning. So it might be people that left school early. It might be people who, you know, didn't have a very good experience. It might be people who just need to upskill in something like we're starting a new um, Microsoft Excel evening class. So a lot of people that are working during the day feel that they need to upskill a little bit in the evenings. We've, we've something for everyone. So where's the best place, Kevin, for them to go and get details on this? Yeah. If the phone our office in Chum, uh, that's the, the one that's manned most yeah. of the time. And the phone number there is 093 26609 so that's 093 26609 All right, we'll remind that and we'll have that on our website as well uh, 093 26609 Let us know how you're getting on and if you need to pop in some morning and just remind people uh, do so as well Kevin Kelly in the Adult Literacy Organised with GRETB If you fancy getting involved 093 26609 It's a lovely short number so it is 
It's not one of these long new ones altogether. 0932 Quick commercial break from Hedford. We're back just after these and we're looking at achievements in the community next. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Now, very good morning to you. We've got um, three wonderful people in front of me today. I'm going to go first off um, to Angie O'Neill. And um, she sits opposite me today. Angie, congratulations. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Well done to you. Young scientist Angie O'Neill, you did very well in the BT competition, didn't you? Yeah, thank you. Are you a very bright person, are you? <laughs> um, yes. Depends who you ask. Yes, I'm saying it. Tell me a little bit about your project. Um, well, I made a plastic alternative using fish scales and algae. Fish scales? Yeah. And algae? Yeah. Wow. How long did it take you to work on that then? Well, I had the idea last summer and I started working around September. And tell me how it works now, will you? Like how I made it. Yeah, how you made it, yeah. Um, well, it really depends on the type of plastic, but uh, the general thing was chemically treating like the fish scales or the algae, and then you needed something to like bind it together, and then water, glycerin, and it was a lot of like making sure it was the right temperature and like combining it. And, yeah. and what was the reaction at the BT Young Scientists uh, competition? Well, it was actually amazing, and the judges were very interested, so that was really nice. <laughs> so, can you take it to another level now? Um, yeah, well, there's a competition soon, and I'm hoping to, like, use my plastic to make clothes and, like, raincoats and stuff. And there's not as... Forgive me now, because I asked some stupid questions. <laughs> Don't agree with me, anybody. Um, but would, is there a smell of fish, then, when the plastic is made? Well, at the start there was, but in the end, I kind of figured out how to get rid of the smell with different chemicals. Wow. And, and it's an alternative to plastic? Yeah. Good on you. Good on you. And can you make it in, in kind of big pieces, volume? You can, but I didn't have like, you need a bigger oven because we dried it in the oven and, you know, I had to make it the size of the trays I had. Wow. You're a genius, you know that. Thanks. Are they very proud of you in the school? Yeah, they are. Well, they should be. Stay with me. I want to now uh, go uh, and uh, join a young Irish dancer, Evan O'Brien, world champion dancer, if you don't mind. Morning to you. Morning, Keith. How are you? God, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling adequate in front of the three V's I do all together. Congratulations. When did you start uh, Irish dancing? Uh, I started dancing when I was five over in Chicago. I lived in Chicago. Uh, and yeah, I moved home to Hedford in 2015. So, yeah. So how long were you in Chicago for? Uh, were you born well, there? I was born in Chicago, yeah. Wow. So You yeah. don't have a Chicago accent now, you know that. <laughs> no. My dad's got a very strong Galway accent, so Good it wouldn't be long, isn't it? Good on, and there's, there's, there's great dance schools in Chicago. It's my favourite city. Yeah. There's great dance schools. Um, and was that just to keep you kind of in tune with your Irish roots while you were living there? Ah, well, I suppose all my sisters were doing it and, you know, they loved it and Mam just asked me one day if I wanted to do it and I thought it looks cool like so I said sure I'll give it a go anyway and here we are. And where do you do a lot of your, where would you have got your lessons in Hedford then? Uh, I currently dance for the Hessian School good in Galway. Yeah. Good on you, good on you. And you're world champion dancer. I am, I am. I won the Worlds uh, back in uh, April of last year up in Belfast. Good on you. 
I, I know the whole industry is in flux now because we know what's going on and all that. But that doesn't take away from the talent that you and Angie have. Oh, no, you know, no. as young people, you are our future, so you are. Be it for dancing or be it for plastic or science or otherwise, you, you, are, you are our future. Thanks very much, Keith. And will you stay with it, will you? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to go on to Riverdance uh, eventually. That's, that's the dream. You know? A, a Riverdance type, type of show? Uh, yeah. I'd love to see the world through yeah. dancing. So where are you in education now? How long do you have to go in education? Um, well, I'm in fifth year now, so I'll have to leave and start next year and f- I suppose four years of college then after. And yeah. Do you have to go to college? Can you not go back as a mature student <laughs> and, just, and just head off with Riverdance or kind of run away with the circus altogether? I mean, it'd, it'd be lovely, but... Uh, you know, the I'll have a word with the folks at home. Don't worry. <laughs> we, we get you. We get you out. So you, because you're fa- if you if you do that, you're following your dream, and then yeah. go, then go back and do yeah, and yeah. do your education. Now, I wouldn't agree with it as a parent myself, but just great to say it to you. So, are you kind of busy now? So with the dancing? Uh, yeah. Just so just after the new year, every year it kind of it gets really intense, and it's four to five times a week, um, up until April, up until the worlds, and the summer then kind of consists of just. Uh, gigs and just kind of bit more on the fun side, I suppose. Mm. Well, I mean, I'd say uh, it's not you, fun at the minute. Do you post much on social media now? Do you? Uh, I don't really. Um, yeah. Our school does have like uh, social media pages, but I'm not really. I don't yeah. post too much myself. Good on you. Stay with us if you don't mind. Um, really talented, but Kevin Moran is a Clare Morris man. He met a Galway girl. He's a dairy farmer, and he's former Young Farmer of the Year as well. Uh, Kevin, morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Keith. How many cattle are you milking on a daily basis? Uh, we have 485 to calve this year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you, you told me you was a small farmer from Clare Morris. What type of man are you at all? <laughs> Go again, 485, that's a lot of cattle. Yeah, yeah, so it's over two farms, Keith. Um, so I suppose been, this is year eight now. Jeez, time flies. Um, so it's my eighth year farming. And so I suppose I, I started, didn't really go the traditional route in terms of inheriting the home farm. So I, I leased a farm from my Uncle Joe um, up here in Galway. So that's how that's how I had to immigrate. And mm. um, I started from there and built it year on year. Would you be one of the youngest young farmers in in Connacht, as in volume-wise, as in cattle-wise? Um, That's a big herd now. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, to be honest, Keith. I'm not quite sure. Um, But I suppose, look at the the stats all say, the Irish farming... Demographics, it's 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 age and 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 the average the average age of the Irish farmer at the moment is north of sixty. So yeah, as you're as a long way off that now. Uh, don't feel it some days. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great. I mean, so you really then started from scratch. Yeah, I did, and I suppose it's something I, I can I can relate to, to to the two here beside me, and, and I too feel inadequate sitting beside these two uh, here and their their accomplishments. But I suppose you know I was very clear when I was their age in secondary school I wanted to be a farmer, and I was very very passionate about it. And, and was know, the farming in the blood at home? There was, yeah, yeah. Okay, there was a farm so there was. Home, so, yeah. Um, I, it wasn't a dairy farm as such, I suppose. Yeah. But um, I suppose I was very, and I had that clarity, you know, and and I was you know probably a couple of hundred lads in St Coleman's, uh, and and I like to think that I was the most one that had clarity in terms of what it was I wanted to go on and do and I suppose I, I felt maybe at the time you know there was kind of a bit of a stigma against you know being a farmer or, or some of my friends who wanted to go on to be trade you know whether it be plumbers or electricians and whatnot and I suppose that was one of the biggest things 
Um, you know, I remember the principal telling me, he says, I think you're wasting your life being a farmer. And uh, I, I remember, you know, winning the Young Farmer of the Year, it was kind of like, you know, farming was good enough. And it was, it was kind of putting it on the map, you know, that, that it isn't what the perception is, that it's a tough life and all of that, that there is work-life balance and, and it can be profitable and sustainable. But in a short space of time, though, um, you went into it very, in a, in a big way. I mean, a huge investment. Absolutely, yeah, but I, I would say a calculated investment and, and one that was well measured and projected, you know, because, you know, business planning is a big part of farming, you know. Um, it's, a, it's a part of, of anything that provides a livelihood for people. So I suppose it was calculated risk, but, but absolutely, yeah, there was big investment required. Huge investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. And, I mean, so are there in, are you doing, is, it, is now the calving season or is now the... Are, are, are you still milking at this time of year? Yes, yeah, so, so we're spring calving. So that basically means that we calf all our cows in February, March, uh, and we dry them off in December. By dry off, we start milking them, give them two months for rest. Uh, the reason we do that, Keith, is to, I suppose, from an economical and an environmental point of view, it, it makes use of the grass. And, and Ireland is one of the probably only two countries in the world that has the raw materials to grow grass uh, and produce food from grass, which is the most environmentally friendly way. And all also the economical way because it's your lowest cost of production. Mm. And it's an inspiring, the three of you are inspiring, do you know that? Angie, you are wonderful, so you are. And Evan, you're wonderful. And indeed, Kevin, you're wonderful as well. Isn't it great to see such positivity in the future for farming, for dancing and for science? really is. Well done to you guys. Thanks for popping into us uh, today. And we'll be giving an eye out for you, Evan O'Brien, so in the dancing circuit. And um, hopefully you'll get to live your dream, get your education. What would you like to do in education? What would you like to do in college? Um, I was thinking kind of down the business road, but I haven't really looked at it yet, so I'll have to get on to it. I don't worry about it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, take, take it, exactly. Andy. Uh, Kevin, congratulations to you. And Angie, you keep up the good work, and thanks, mm. thanks, for, uh, thanks for being you. And I'm dying to see more about uh, the plastic that we spoke about and that whole initiative. Congratulations <laughs> to you. Let me go to Dave O'Connell, who joins me on the line now uh, with the City Tribune headlines. Dave, morning to you. Good morning, Keith. Somebody who's good for absolutely nothing, so it's a complete <laughs> contrast to what you've been doing. I wouldn't say that at all. A talented editor and a wonderful journalist. Listen, your lead, uh, you lead with the disclosure that a small stretch of road on the outskirts of the city generates the most speeding fines in the country last year. Yeah, and it will come as no surprise to motorists who know this spot so well, but figures released by the Department of Justice show that over €326,000 in fines were sent out after go-safe vans snapped uh, drivers exceeding the 50 kilometres an hour limit on the dual carriageway at Bourne Trap. Uh, everyone that drives that road knows, well, apart from the ones that were caught, know to slow down. Um, that was almost 100000 more than the next worst location in the country in Newcastle in County Wicklow. Now, if you take the fine at the new rate of 160,000, that's more than 2,000 drivers. But in reality, it's probably much more than that because it only went from 80 to 160 last October. So thousands caught. Uh, I mean, it is shooting fish in a barrel out there, but uh, that's the figure on it. Listen, the story on page three reveals growing opposition to seven high-rise apartment blocks in the Nocticarra area. Yeah, not the first time that we've dealt with this one, but Glenvale Living has submitted plans for 227 apartments over seven high-rise blocks at Gortnebro. This is beside the entrance to the Gateway Shopping Park. There's significant opposition. There was the last time as well when it was thrown out by Embor Panola following 27 objections and a petition signed by more than 700. That was for 330 apartments. 
but even the smaller one seems to be drawing uh, significant opposition, so plenty more on this one as well, Keith. Now, a small piece on page three there about taking your dog uh, to the movies for Valentine's Day. I don't mean your dog, but the uh, photograph on the front page says it all. Somebody had fun well, putting I, that I, together. I mean, there's someone, there's someone for everyone. I suppose that sometimes it's not a human being, but the Palo Cinema is opening its doors to dogs for a special doggy screening of Disney's The Lady and the Tramp. Uh, it's not on Valentine's Day, so you can still go along with your human being uh, on the actual day, but Sunday the 12th, uh, so next Sunday, this is coming up. Dogs go free once there's a human with them, so don't think you're dropping your dog in there and going off for the afternoon. Uh, and all seats, this is the good news, will be covered for the duration, so you won't come out covered in air if you're at the uh, movie that's after that. They did this before with the Muppets last Christmas, and for the Irish film Rocha and Frank, where appropriately, apparently the main character believes her husband has been reincarnated as a dog. I, I think Post and Boots would probably be pushing it. The dogs would go wild in there. But anyway, so uh, Sunday, if you want to bring your dog out for Valentine's Day. You can do so. Come here, Deputy Eamon O'Quee wants to take back Lynch's castle uh, for the people. And um, you're covering that in today's City Tribune. It's currently yeah. occupied by the AIB. What is he planning to do? Well, he wants to turn it into a civic uh, centre, uh, is the short answer to all of this. He has, he, he's rather disparaging about Lynch's Castle, to be honest with you. He calls it uh, bizarre and wasted as a mundane bank. And he says also that uh, previously he actually said that Lynch, Lynch's Castle should be given back to the people at a nominal annual rent of one euro, as he called it, a gesture of atonement and repent for its sins, the sins of the bank, uh, he means, uh, that contributed to the country's financial collapse. So we'll see what happens. Now, the good news on Damien Comer's uh, injury, it's not the end of his season. It's well covered in sport on today's City Tribune. Yeah, and, and it is great news, even if Deanna Downman uh, misses most or all of the league, but at least it's not his cruciate, which, which would have meant a, a marathon layoff. So, as you say, that's covered, as is indeed the footballers' defeat in that match uh, by Ross Common. Uh, and the hurlers win over Wexford as well as a preview of their clash with Cork this weekend. And there's loads of local soccer, basketball, athletics and rugby in there as well. Busy sports pages as ever. And what else have you got in today's City Tribune? Uh, loads in there, Keith. Uh, two great old Galway pubs for sale. The Galway Arms up for a million euro down beside the uh, Garda station there at Mill Street. Uh, Richardson's on the market for €3 million Euro, and I suppose the, the added incentive here is that it's one of the we'll say the final pieces of the jigsaw of this Air Square East portfolio that both the Comer and the McHale groups have been chasing down for years so it's worth even more than just the pub alone. Other than that loads of social picks, the Renmore Panto Rap Party, the Sick Kids Foundation Ball, excuse me, Galway's annual Bridge Congress Retired Gardaí gathering, West United launching their new calendar in Clada Hall, so loads there. Uh, also, a, a fitting tribute and appropriate for where you are, it's to Peter Murphy, uh, the Mayo man who made such a, a name for himself in Galway through his electrical outlet. Um, and dare I say it, but we have more on the future or not of the Galway Ring Road and loads more in there as well. All right, Dave, have a good uh, weekend and thanks for joining us uh, today. And um, we'll talk to you again next Thursday with the Connect Tribune, but thank you for joining us uh, today thank on the programme. And uh, thank you, Dave O'Connell, there with the uh, Gaulish City Tribune headlines. And uh, don't forget Nelly and Katrina's home baking. They're going to be in Hedford uh, tomorrow, so they are. They're going to be in the square in Hedford. And uh, if you just pop up to them tomorrow, 
and uh, say hello to them. They have everything going for you, scones, cakes, brownies and uh, tarts. And don't forget too, the Friday, the March the 10th, the um, Presentation College, Headford Parents Association having a table quiz. And again, it's on at the Anglers Rest Hotel. It's four per table. Spaces are limited, 10 euro per adult, five per student. Registration opens at 8pm and the quiz starts at 8.30. And they're fundraising for a defibrillator and a cardiac responder uh, training for the uh, town of Headford as well. Uh, so you can uh, get further details on that from any member of the Presentation College, Headford Parents Association. Uh, in the next hour, we're looking extensively on sport, and John Morley's going to be looking at that, and we'll be talking and speaking with um, uh, many others, in do- indeed, including uh, Matt Cunningham and more, uh, to finish out the programme. Marie Burr, Sirica Walsh, and many others will be joining us here as well. Uh, let's head, though, towards the Galway BFM news desk for the 11 o'clock news and death notices. We'll have a job spot for you shortly. We'll remind you of that love giveaway that we're giving away on Monday of next week and Tuesday. Uh, so we'll remind you to send your text into that. Uh, so that and more to come between now and the end of today's programme. Now, though, let's head to the news desk for the 11 o'clock news and death notices, and we'll talk to you soon. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Galway Bay FM Sports News with Western Motors, the home of Volkswagen and Galway. Visit volkswagengalway.ie. Now, John um, joins me, John Mulligan joins me back at base, but John, Aoife Mannion, uh, who's being called up to the women's squad, has her roots in Hedford, you tell me. Yeah, we're just, uh, we're, we're working on it at the moment. We believe that uh, Aoife Mannion, who's a Manchester United defender, called into Vera Powell's squad of 26 for their uh, training camp in Spain, um, has cousins in Hedford. She's one of two fresh call-ups to the Ireland squad for that training camp, and they will also play China in a friendly as well on February the 22nd. The other by the way is the Washington Spirit forward Marie Sashiva so um, good news for uh, Aoife Mannion she's part of the Ireland squad no need for high. she had the injury injury unfortunately um, has her ruled out but Heather Payne is back in the squad after missing November's uh, friendly win over Morocco and uh, Savannah McCarthy formerly of uh, Goa United Women's Football Club now playing with Shamrock Rovers she's also out uh, through injury but there is a nice connection Keith that has to be said for uh, uh, for you as well where you are that uh, Hedford can call another one of their own and also someone who could be playing in the World Cup in Australia this summer. So that's something to uh, uh, keep an eye out for as well. We believe she's got cousins down there. Uh, staying with uh, soccer, by the way, Go United are in action tonight. It's their last pre-season friendly ahead of the uh, start of the season next week. They're taking on Shelburne at AMDC Park with a 7.30 kickoff. I'm going to Gaelic Games briefly because it's a very busy weekend of Gaelic Games. You've got... Uh, the Goy Hurling team, of course, playing on Sunday when they take on Cork in the Alliance National League. The Goy team will be named tonight at 9pm. Cork named their team last night. There's four changes from the side that beat Limerick. You've got the uh, three post-primary schools football finals and two Camogie All-Ireland semi-finals as well at uh, post-primary junior level and the Purcell Cup as well for the University of Galway. All happening this weekend. By the way, the University of Galway will play their semi-final of the Purcell Cup uh, against uh, SETU Carlo. Uh, tomorrow uh, tomorrow afternoon I think it's down for 2 o'clock now we're going to go to rugby and uh, strong Connor connection to the Irish in the 20 squad who take on France this evening in Musgrave Park uh, John Devine from Corinthians Hugh Gavin from Galwegians they're on the starting 15 Corinthians Fikna Barrett and Buccaneers Harry West are on the replacements 8 o'clock kickoff for that Ireland looking to make it 2 from 2 mm. after a very impressive win over Wales uh, moving to news of golf and Tom McCribbin has a share of the lead now in the Singapore Classic he finished up with a 69 for 11 under par he shares the lead with uh, Waning Ding. 
in athletics the Goy Indoor Track and Field Championships are on this weekend uh, starting tomorrow and going on until Sunday there's ground racing at Goy Greyhound Stadium first race off 7.50 there's horse racing at Dundalk this evening first race there off at 5 to 4 and our tip stormy entry runs in the 6 o'clock all right, John, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Uh, thanks indeed for joining us. Uh, now, let me go to John Morley, who has seven uh, sports guests uh, to speak with uh, this morning. Uh, John, you have seven. Seven, yeah. It's going to be the fast and furious today, Keith. So we're going to get through <laughs> them as quick as we can. I'm going to start off with the soccer front here in Headford. I'm going to speak with the chairman of Moyne Villa. I'm joined here by Brian O'Connell. Brian, you're very welcome onto the programme. Brian, talk to us about soccer here in, in Headford. It's, it's really a big and vast grassroots organisation you have. Yeah, good morning, John. Um, yeah, it's grown massively in the last five, six, seven years, and especially since the pandemic, where when we came out of the lockdowns, numbers boomed, uh, especially the ladies' side and the female side of the game. Um, they're probably 33% of our members now. There's over 250 curl members. Um, so that's going. So we care from our little villains. They started three years of age, and we go to our over 35s. I think Martin over there, I think he's about 55. He's playing. And uh, we cover everyone. And it is really grassroots, community-focused, that everyone can come in. Over there we have our our Hetford Hub is based out of the clubhouse. The Yoga Wellness Centre is there. We have a community walkway, community gym, the community playground. Um, Headfest is held there during the summer. We try to just encapsulate everyone we can in the from the community and beyond into it. Call United are using it for their academies. Um, so the more people that can, we can get in, we're, we're happy. We have our all-weather facility this year, which has been a massive help getting everyone out throughout the year um, but the way the numbers are growing it's probably still not big enough for, uh, to incorporate everyone um, all the time to get everyone the pitch time they want um, but it has grown massively thanks to a very hard working uh, committee um, and the players and our coaches are all volunteers They're, I think we have 80 coaches now um, which has doubled and trebled in the last 10 years so we're a uh, thrilled how it's going really and truly. You can really get the sense that it is embedded in the community here in Headford. Talk to us about the history of the club. Um, they were formed in 1977, I think in this very hall. Um, the first meeting was held here. Um, it's gone from, they were down the town first in the GA pitch when it was a community grounds and then they, they wanted enough room for everyone and we got in with the presentation sisters in the school just behind the hall here and in the early noughties we developed our second pitch the late just at the start of the recession the first time we could do anything we uh, developed our clubhouse and the playground and the walkway and then last year we developed uh, the, the full-size all-weather um, and that was through the help of all our members the lateral players our the support of the business community in Hedford both in Hedford and beyond it's been a we wouldn't have been able to do it without them really and the success of the club can really be seen in the players you've bred to League of Ireland level. Yeah, there's, you'll be talking to two of them here. Uh, currently, Kieran's our, Kieran's our poster boy. Um, he's, I remember his older brother played with my nephew, so I used to always be at them matches, and Kieran was probably eight or nine, and he was there doing linesman. Um, he was running up and down the line, so he's still around. He's, uh, he's back this year. He's now our goalkeeper coach, so he's back in, given back to where it started, which we're thrilled with. Um, he's coaching our under-15s, so he's, I know where he gets the time. Um, 
but it's brilliant and he's he, everyone looks up to him all the goalkeepers now are going to their goal they see it's Kieran from school that was in school with them last year jeez I want to I want him to show him how, how he got that good it's brilliant. Well, let's talk to the man himself, Kieran. You're very welcome onto the program. Uh, high praise there from your uh, your uh, Mind Villa chairman here in the town. Uh, talk to us though about all your, I suppose, achievements and endeavours with uh, Galway United in the past four years. Yeah, um, I signed with Galway when I was under 15, so it was five years ago, and this is my fourth year involved with the club. Uh, it's been very good. I can see myself getting better every single year. Uh, it started off under 15. I was a bit nervous, everything, and as I grew up, under se- second year of under 17, and more confident, playing most of the games, under 19 last year, gaining more confidence and more stronger, and now I think I'm at the top of my game to keep on going, keep on getting better. It's a position, the goalkeeper, can be lonely at times, and you can be the hero at times, but we've seen it across all codes, not just soccer and Gaelic football as well. It really has been a position that's come, I suppose, there's a lot more uh, respect, I think, given to the position. Yeah, definitely. I think it's the most important position on the pitch, 100%. It can be lonely, but also it can be a hero. But, you know, you have to do it for the team. There's a position on it. There's 11 positions, and thankfully I'm number one on it. So I have to give it all for my team. And what's the ambition in terms of your soccer career? Would you like to progress to the senior levels of Go United, or what's the, the end game? Yeah, definitely. I love to get up to the first team more often. I love to try and make try and impress up in the first team, try and get it there, get make my debut. And then obviously from there, get other clubs to look in, see if they like me and try and go abroad and see what life brings me. Well, best of luck, there's no bother to you, I'd say. We're going to change tact now. We're going to go to GEA. We're joined by Seamus McHugh. Seamus, you'd be well known to people in the town from a GEA background, but also from a teaching background as well. Yes, um, I've been involved... Uh the GA club all my life um, I suppose going back over 50 years now and I taught in the parish here for 34 years I actually taught the two people to my right here I had the, the pleasure of having both of them in school Clarence National School Clarence National School yes yeah and talk to us about your career with uh, Headford uh, I suppose one of the, the big clubs here in North Galway yeah um, well, as I said I started playing with Headford uh, in 1971 and I finished in um, 1996 I think oh. yeah um, uh, uh, I enjoyed playing with the lads like you're playing with your own pals you went to school with and finished up playing with people I taught with so it's uh, spent a good while but look it's <laughs> sport is for the people who are playing it now you know if, if talking to old fogies I think it's it's about um, the people here both sides of me and um that's, uh, I'm still involved, but I'm involved to get enjoyment out of looking at the young people involved and trying to prog- progress the, the club here in Hetford and to produce uh, players that will go on and represent our club at county level. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. And who have you been most impressed, impressed with on that side of things? Well, Parik here to my right was on the Galway panel for um, a number of years there with Kevin Welch. At the moment, we have uh, Sean Birmingham. He's leaning out at full forward on the under 20 team tomorrow for Galway I'd like to wish him the best he's very committed to the game and there's some very good young players coming through but um, they, like every other club there's you see lots of people with talent but um, to get them to have the I suppose the commitment and the, the will to 
to put in the extra time to uh, carry that talent through to adulthood. That's the that's where the hitch is, you know. Talk to me about your Galway career. I know you're a Galway captain, and uh, of course that that great game, the Twelve Apostles. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't one of the twelve though. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah, it was a freakish game, and look at it, it was another game that. Um, Galway should have won and the West of Ireland should have won and looking back on it we've um, talking now from the West of Ireland point of view we've a very poor record in uh, in All-Ireland finals in Dublin or in anywhere and um, it's uh, I think the, the, it's a it's not a talent it's not um, motivation it's not training I think we we, uh, we need to be we're not as cute as other people on the sidelines and I think a lot of games were lost that should have been won. And um, definitely our game with the Dubs in 19, uh, 1983, like that was, I'd say, one of the worst losses ever, you know. And it had a lot, of very, it had a great effect, I think, on football in the county and on a number of the people that played in the game as well that day because it was there for us. And there's no way uh, you, can't, you can't blame anybody but ourselves for leaving it behind. He can't leave us Mayo people at all, Keith. I think we're getting a swipe there, so we are. Uh, we're joined now by uh, Porrick. Thank, thank uh, you for Cunningham. doing that, by the way. That he, <laughs> he needed that slap in the neck, so he didn't. I'm joined now by Porrick Cunningham. Porrick, uh, you're one of the top lads uh, here for a Headford uh, GA point of view, and of course uh, you're involved there um, in the Goa panel in the past as well. Talk to us about the ambitions with Headford uh, going forward. Yeah, look, um, it's a growing community. It's kind of similar enough to Mine Villa. Um, it's a community that's trying to grow and get more coaches in get more people playing youngsters starting like we want to we want to be creating more Seamus McHugh's and Sean Birmingham's of the club and getting more people like that involved in county panels it's uh, kind of just really it's an enjoyment for youngsters to get out get playing and even for adults as well to get back and get involved and get coaching and get helping out it's like it's, it's a community at the end of the day like what have you made of uh, Galway this year? Of course, getting to the All-Ireland final uh, there last year uh, under the stewardship of Porrick Joyce. Uh, we saw there recently uh, Damien Comer's injury. It's not looking that great for in 2023 for Galway. Yeah, look, um, a lot of people seem to be thinking it's panic stations, but at the end of the day, it's only the second league game so far this year. Like It's, it's going to be a long time till June. Hopefully Damien himself, like it isn't a bad injury and he can bounce back because we all know the qualities he has. Um, last year was a very tough year. They probably did come up against one of the greatest ever footballers to play the game um, in Kerry. And it's just unfortunate. Like It was a milestone to reach an All-Ireland final, get back playing. We want, obviously, we want to get back to the days of the Seamus McHughes and the Porrick Joyce. They're the play people that have got over the line before. So we just want to try to get that back for them again. Um, as the supporters, it was a great year, it was a great summer for us. We were all behind them each step of the way and we just hope that they can replicate it again this year. I know no different to any other GA club. A lot of lads are going away, a lot of lads have moved with work and different things. So I'd say there's a lot of pressure on you to step up to the plate from a Headford point of view. Uh, no, not really, no, I don't. Uh, I'm not great under pressure now, so I wouldn't do that. <laughs> thanks, thanks for talking to us, Fork. I'm joined now uh, from St. Fursa's Ladies GA Club now by uh, Aoife Malloy. Aoife, you're very welcome here with us. Of course, you play with Galway as well. It's uh, been a good few years for the Galway ladies. Yeah, it has. Uh, we were just unlucky last year to miss out on Meath by last kick of the game, but we're definitely growing and we've a lot of success underage, so we've all those players coming through now. And you've been right to the forefront now with the Little Ladies National Football League uh, season just underway the last few weeks. 
Yeah, no, we've had a good few weeks now. We bet um, Donegal and Dublin in the first two rounds and we drew with me there on the bank holiday Monday. So I think it was a fair result overall. We both had the chance to win it, but yeah, it was a fair result. It's a very exciting league and championship to look forward to from a ladies' fo- po- football point of view. A lot of teams really pushing hard, the likes of Kerry pushing hard, yourselves, uh, Meads, Donegal, a lot of the northern teams. It's going to be an exciting league and championship. Yeah, no, I think the days are gone where it was kind of Dublin winning it over and over again. Like anyone can come through and Meath proved that coming straight up from intermediate and winning the senior and it could be anyone this year, you know, you can't predict it. What's your ambitions with Galway going forward from a personal point of view this year? Well, I suppose it's my first year starting so far anyways. Um, so I'd like to be breaking onto the team starting this year, so we'll see how it goes. Best of luck with that. Uh, I'm going to turn tech now to rugby, and I'm joined uh, by Una Nocton. Una, you're very welcome on to the programme. Talk to us a bit about uh, Corrub Rugby Football Club. I know the ladies' team is, is relatively new. Yes, so um, Corrub was founded in 1981 caters for all boys and girls from age six up. So the the women's team um, originally uh, started in 1996. So it was reignited last year um, following a great success with our Give It A Try programme in 2019 where we um, recu- started a programme to encourage girls into rugby. Um, and that was m- one of the most successful programmes in 2019. And we now have over 400 members in Carrub. 45% of our membership are female. And our women's team started last year and um, we're still relatively new. Uh, we have over 65 volunteers within the club between coaches and committee members. And we're always looking for new players, new volunteers. We've grown hugely in the last number of years. We're continually looking for fundraising to expand our facilities to cater for the ever-growing membership within our home. You're a very busy woman, I know, at the club. You, you play, you coach, you're also the welfare officer. How do you keep going? It's just, it's, it's, it's enjoyment. It's, it, it's a community-based sport, the same as all the other uh, clubs here as well. Um, it, it's, it's the team that pulls you together. It's the players, uh, it's your committee members, it's your coaches. It's, it's just such a wonderful sport. Um, it's great enjoyment um, it's something to do especially in the winter time um, instead of being stuck inside on a cold evening you're outside, you're keeping fish you're keeping going um, and you've got your teammates there for support and club members Well Keith, I'm delighted to say we're joined by a gold medalist here now I'm joined by uh, Maria Hannan Maria, talk to us uh, and tell us a little bit about yourself Yeah, my name is Maria Hannan I live in Cover my mum and dad and the Pluty Theatre go away Monday to Thursday and we go to Bishwell's Hub on the Tumor in Friday. Tell me about your involvement in sport. I love sport and training gymnastics and swimming basketball for Olympics and training every Wednesday for gymnastics in Clover with my coach Trisha Daven. I started swimming, I was five years old. I started in six, past when I was ten. And tell me, you are a gold medalist. I'm feeling very inaccurate, inadequate here, Keith. Uh, talk to us about the gold medal win. Yeah, I took part in the National Games in Mimic, the third part team. In the basketball, I won the bronze medal. Italy, Jean, I went to the National Games in Dublin. In Italy, Jean. I went to the Dutch Games in Dublin. 
I won three gold medals gymnastics. Wow. I've been a women hope and ball a lot of sports. I follow me football and maybe a shackle rugby. And Mayo supporter as well, Keith. That's the good way to end it, I think. Uh, thank you all for joining us here. A lot of talent here, sport talent in Hedford. Uh, there really is, and uh, well done to all involved. And uh, Give them a round of applause. Seven of them all together. Congratulations to you guys, and uh, well done. Thanks indeed for joining us uh, today. Now let's take a short commercial break, and we're back, and uh, we're joined by musicians and a little bit of fun and a little bit of history and all of that between now and 12 midday. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Now, very good morning to you. Welcome in. We're coming to you live from Hedford. I nearly forgot to put the headphones on. I'm joined in studio by Matthew Burrell and uh, by Sarah Brookfield as well. Matthew, how are you? Good, Keith. Thanks for having me on. Congratulations. Uh, you're as busy as ever. Yeah, yeah. Kept going, thankfully, after... Uh, and you're heading into the Thai York shortly? Yeah, well, the, my first... Uh, a gig under my own name in the Tyve Arc so on Sunday the 26th that's coming up as a trio wow yeah, wow. yeah. Sarah how are you tell I'm me, good tell me you? a little bit about yourself um, well my name is Sarah Brookfield I'm from Hedford here born and raised I'm 17 I'm in Leaving Cert um, and do you I, love music I do <laughs> what, 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 what part of music do you like best um, probably writing listening Everything. I don't know. I couldn't really choose a part of music that I like best. It's kind of my. But my you brought home. you brought a guitar with you, so you did. I did. <laughs> so what are you going to do with the guitar now? Tell me. Um. Well, I can play a little. little Would you? Tune. And then we have a, chat, a further chat on it. Yeah. Billy Scar, pale blue eyes, and I could fade into them forever. A rose I look should have never touched, but I don't think regret is one forgotten. Blonded curl, soft skin, stolen eye, pull me in. Cause he's turning me on, and I think I like it. See, I'll just string along. Till you fall so deep Oh, Billy Well done to you. You're, you're definitely one to watch. What do you think of that one, Matthew? Oh, beautiful. Yeah, great to hear original music. Sarah Brookfield is one to watch, so she is, definitely. Totally, yeah. yeah. Well oh, done. What, oh, what, what instrument have you brought with you? Is that the clarinet? Yeah, I have the clarinet, Keith. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I started the clarinet, uh, my dad had a clarinet, so that's how I started that instrument, this wow. instrument, so. You, you, you like a challenge, don't you? Well, sure, why not? Yeah, you do like a challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you making a few bob now? Well, trying to break even, as I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing and composing and doing a lot of teaching too, so. Yeah, trying a mix of things, like a lot of freelance. Yeah, wow, yeah, wow. Yeah. 
And wh- when is the gig in the Tidebrook, Matthew? Yeah, it's Sunday the 26th at 8pm. So Of uh, this month? Of this it? month of February, yeah. It's only yeah. around the corner, so it is. Absolutely. And uh, what time of the day is that on it? That's 8 o'clock in the evening. And are, is it selling fairly well for you? Yeah, yeah, it's selling well. So um, really looking forward to playing there. Uh, I know, we're a little bit time for time today, yeah. so we might just get to music, but you can come in before the 26th. But you've been coming in to me since you were a child. Yeah, I'd say over the years, quite a lot. Yeah, you have yeah, been, so, yeah. I remember you coming in, you were still in school. Yeah, 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 back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I won't ask you what age you are now, but you've had great success as a family though, haven't you? Mm, yeah, yeah, I guess, well, we grew up, all of me and my siblings grew up playing music and uh, being part of it in the community, and yeah, it, it was in the home as well. So we had, a, we had a good, rich time growing up, and we still play together, although um, all my siblings are in different countries, so... It's maybe it's kind of hard then to play together. It's tricky, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we do try to actually travel as much by boat as possible, so that that makes it harder. So just with less flights. Um, but we what? did it. We did it um, over the Christmas. We got trains and boats to Berlin, where my brother Peter is. So why, why trains and boats? Is uh, it environmentally, I guess, and just slow travel and taking your, taking the time. Um, when you can, when you can take it. I love the idea of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm taking slow travel back to Galway City. Oh, good. Yeah, the Coraline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm putting on the heater in the car, and let nobody try and stop me doing that. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, will you pop into us before the 26th? I will and indeed. Will, but it's it's lovely yeah. to see you, and I mean, thanks so much. It's, it's we go back a long way, so mm-hmm. we do. So mm-hmm. no more than with Matt Cunningham. Uh, I'm going to have to unfortunately move on, guys. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Matthew, for popping into us, mm-hmm. and we'll see you before the 26th. Great, thanks so much. And don't bring the orchestra into me again, please. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Quick commercial break. We're back, and we have some lovely people to meet between now and 12. Galway Talks in association with Tesco. Click and collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Don't be doing that to me. You, you know, you've, you've done that once too often today. Five, four, three counts. I can't count like that. Morning to you. Welcome back to uh, um, Head. We're with, we're with you right through until 12 midday. I want to go to Paul Burton, who joins me today. And uh, Paul, the um, morning to you. How are you today? Thanks. Well, thank you. Come here to me. You were involved with Bosco. I was. Uh, that was a long time ago. The last uh, programme I made, actually, was the day Princess Charles and Lady Diana got married. So that's how long ago it is. That's a long time, a ago. Long time ago. That's yeah. a long, t- long, long time ago. Long time. Is it your fault that they broke up then? Not at all. No, no, no. Bosco's fault. Bosco's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was it like working with Bosco? It, that was great. The, the RT eating was just great crack there, you know. And uh, like we just spoke to the Marian, Miriam Lambert did Bosco, you know, she yeah. was the puppet, and we interacted. You know, whatever came out, we talked. We'd, we'd fairly well scripted that kind of thing, you know. And then what brought you to Hedford? Colleen. <laughs> the other half, she's from Hedford, and I'm 14 years in Hedford now, or is 14, it? depends on what part of Dublin you come from, you know. <laughs> is it 1 4 or 4 1? 1 4, 14 <laughs> years in Hedford now. 14? Yeah, yeah and, I, and I must say, I have to say this about Hedford, it's absolutely one of the friendliest places I've ever been to. Yeah. People really, you know, welcome you in and, and make you feel, you know, part of the community, and that's very important. Yeah. And as part of that, uh, what, what really helped me here, here, it was mentioned earlier, is the men's shed. Yeah. And through, through Solace, of course. And the men's shed has been great. I, 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 you know, it's hard to get to know people, but through that, I got to know loads of lads around the town, and it's, it's, a, it's a great sort of, you know, social boost. Good on you. 14 years here, and you're one of, you're one of them now, so you're... Oh, I, well, I can't use the accent, though, you know. I but, know. Uh, I love, I love part of the I love the... We also, what came out of the, the men's shed was the choir. 
the core of male singers that grew out of the, the men's shell. And we're, we're not bad, we're coming on. We've been to Iceland, we sang there, and we're going to Scotland now uh, in April. Good on so you. It's, it's, it's you. You didn't cause the ash cloud when you were there, did you? No, no, but I say the oh. bullet clouds could have been caused, all right, <laughs> not the ash. Um, but I must say, I, I love it. One thing, I, 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 since I came to Headford, right, what really stunned me is the Ross Early Friary. And why you haven't got an interpretive centre there? Why isn't it lit up at night? Why isn't it a big tourist attraction? I can never, ever understand that. Okay. I want to see that happen. I'll be back in about six months' time in Headford. You have that done by then. I will, of course. Yeah. Make, make a form, won't you? Absolutely. Sirica Walsh is a teacher, indeed, uh, with Maurice Burrell as well. Sirica, morning to you. How are you? Good morning. How are you? The Burrell family are very talented. Yes, and I was very lucky to be a student and now a working teacher among them. So. And how are you managing? Loving it, yeah, Good. yeah, yeah, great. Do you, like, do you love passing on the I do, yeah, that's what it's music. all about. I mean, that's what was given to me, and I'm there to share that again with children in the community and the wider community. I mean, we have a ladies' choir, we have a children's orchestra, and there's a whole body of teachers working, teaching a variety of instruments from woodwind to strings to piano and voice. Can, and can you teach anybody an instrument? Anybody can learn. You know where I'm going here now, don't you? <laughs> are you looking for are you looking for lessons <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge him to, to light up the friary but also to learn an instrument today, Mr. Yeah. what's there it say I'm, I'm learning an instrument you're learning as you speak yeah. ah, you're, a, you're too ahead of me so you're Paul well the men's choir are growing they're not just a, yeah. a choir so it's, uh, it's if people want to get details though about learning how to play music in Hedford how can they get details on that um Hedford Music Works where um, I suppose Matt, Matthew Beryl and myself would be two of the main contacts. I mean, a lot of it is word of mouth and I would teach in a number of the schools around so I'd have, have a lot of children. Um, so you'd be well so, known. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well known. Listen, thanks for popping into us and just keep us up to date by the way with the various classes that you're doing as well. Yes. I want to quickly run across to Matt Cunningham uh, who's way over, I don't know how far over. Matt, morning to you. Good morning, Keith. How are yeah. you? And Anita, how are you today as well? Thanks Great for popping into us. How are you? How are good you? To, yeah, good we're good, thanks. You, again. Yeah. you have yeah. a bit of music and then we'll have a chat if we have time coming up. To What are you going to play for us, right. Matt? The wonderful uh, Matt. <coughs> we'll, play, we'll play a few jigs, Keith, and uh, for a change I know the name. Oh, do I know the names? <laughs> uh, you haven't changed in 40 no, years. No, no, the, la the last <laughs> one is on Rocking the Boat. Rocking the boat is the last one anyway. So, a couple of jigs.
Well done to you. You, you take it. Matt, you, you are Mr. Hedford, you know that, don't you? Oh, stop, Keith. Yeah. Well, I'm called many things, I suppose, from time to time. But, yeah. But uh, anyhow, well, sure, I never left it anyway. That's you didn't, no. Record. And you, you could have. We go back a long way, so we do. We do and I'll tell do, you one thing. It's I heard you giving us a, a, a slight mention this morning, but uh, 40 years ago, is it or something? 42 years ago, yeah. Taste of Galway in the Great Southern and you were You were running the show that time, too. You were looking after <laughs> sound and lights. and. My wife was doing the, the follow spot for you and for Amelia. And if she got the co- if she got the colour wrong for Amelia, she was in trouble. Can we yeah. did all of the family? I know Ita and I know Eric, but did all of the family go into music? Yeah, mostly. Um, yes, Ita and uh, my two sons, uh, Eric and Joseph. Yeah, they're, they're all they're all at the music. Uh, not it's not their full time job, but they play. No. You know, and they still play with me now and again. And uh, Joseph, my eldest, is up in County Leash, so he he plays with me when we're up around that. Yeah, and are you still on the road, you are? I am. I pulled back a small bit from some of the longest shows. Small now bit. Since, what does that mean? <laughs> since uh, around six COVID nights a week. Now. Well, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I used to do a lot down around Cork and those places. I don't know why Cork, but it was always a uh, yeah. place we went a lot. But I pulled the plug in a lot of that now, do you know. And, and a lot of it, not all of it. Yeah, but you still look at you. You're still but, as fit uh, as a fiddle. Harry, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying what I'm doing, Keith. Yeah. Really, you know. And I and I still, I'm teaching the music as well. You know, so oh, that keeps well. me happy during the day. You know. Yeah. And do you yeah. go to schools or do you do it at home? Schools and both. Both schools and private lessons in the evening. Yeah. Good on you. I enjoy the kids. They're 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 great. And you you, know? pa- you pass it on. But you're multi-talented. Yeah. It's not just the accordion. No, you Actually, are. I, I love you're, it. You're multi-talented though. I, I love mean. it, Keith. You yeah. Know, you know. But you always have. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew you were first and more than myself. We had a full head of hair, so we had, and it was, and it wasn't going grey either. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's that's what time does. Yeah, to it though, does. It? it does indeed. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, uh, yeah, we had yeah great times down 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 through the years, you know, and uh, it, a lot of it went over our heads, I suppose. You know, it was so busy, busy, busy. But you're uh, kind of living through I, it. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm kind of uh, enjoying it more now than than. I think I was some years ago, 20 or 30 years ago, you know. I suppose the slower pace. That's, that's the reason, I think. You and know. you're taking a breath to enjoy. Uh, and, yeah, and when the, when the COVID came in uh, and the lockdown and that, well, I, I kind of sat back and I had a lot of tunes uh, composed at the time, but going back for years and years, uh, just, uh, uh, for example, they were all in cassette tapes, or most mm. of them. And they were left in a drawer, and every time I'd look at them, I'd get depressed and say, when am I going to write out those, you know? Yeah. But I sat down during the days, and I gave it a lot of days and weeks, and to months in 2020, and I wrote them out. So that kept me busy for that period of time. It kept you out of trouble, and gave your wife a break then, God love her. It is, it is, yeah. 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 How is she doing? She's great. She's great, Keith. Yeah. yeah. She's great now. She yeah, put up with a lot because you were away an awful lot. Mm. Yeah, she, I, I know, I know. And Sorry again, not to make you feel great and guilty. I, and I, <laughs> <laughs> Again, in recent times, I'm thinking of that more than, you know. I think we all do, though. Hmm? I think we all do. Yeah. You think yeah. about what you didn't do. But yeah. we have to be positive now. Yeah, we have. We, we have, have to be. We have to be positive, you know. Listen, you're good to pop into us uh, yeah. today. Anita, thanks you as well for popping in. It's lovely to see you again. Uh, can we send best wishes to Centurion, Centenarian uh, Nora Gleeson of Hedford? She's celebrating her birthday today uh, from all of her friends. Imagine. Lovely Imagine. lady. Lovely lady. Will you hit the 100, will you? Mm. Will you hit the 100? Well, I'll do my best.
You're a long way away from it now, so yeah. Yeah, well, listen, we, we send best yeah, wishes yeah. Uh, to her. Uh, thank you to all of the team here, by the way. There's uh, too many to mention uh, within um, Headford for their assistance uh, with uh, with uh, today's programme. Uh, a huge crowd. Can I send greetings to, to Teresa Audley uh, from Tesco across the road here? Uh, is, is she 60? Is she 60? She is. Uh, but she's been sending over um, cups with hot water in it to thaw me out up here, so she has. Uh, so, Teresa, thank you indeed uh, for that. That's it for today from Headford. That's it to, for today, for this week. Coming up on Monday morning's programme, uh, concerns raised by international students across Galway following the closure of the International House Galway. Um, again, seizure first aid is coming uh, to the fore on National and International Epilepsy Day on uh, Monday. Alone asked, does affordability outweigh an older uh, person's rights and entitlements? Uh, we'll be looking at that on the uh, programme. It could be John Morley. I mightn't be in on Monday or Tuesday, but if I am, we'll be covering that. If not, John will be covering it. But that is it. A sincere thank you to all of the team here in Headward, each and every one of them, uh, for making it possible uh, today. And again, don't forget the best of goes out tomorrow morning between 8 and 9. And uh, we'll talk to you early next week, so we're all going well. And uh, if you want to get in contact with us, comments at galwaybfm.ie. To all in the in Hedford and in the hall here and uh, to all in uh, GRD and everywhere else, a sincere thank you. We shall talk to you on Monday. Have a good and a safe weekend. Talk to you then. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in-store and online at tesco.ie.